0: Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NEZ.
1: And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ.
0: And we like to talk about ham radio and many other things. So let's go. Hello, Leia. How has your week been?
1: Oh, well, a couple of days ago, (laughs) while I was cleaning out my car, I was actually... I'm in the middle of making my car a more preparedness uh, ready vehicle. Lots of
0: organization. I saw you put some uh, like rear seat organization. Yes, I thought there, that's like that's a pro move.
1: Yeah, that you did there are these organizers you can strap to? We have an SUV. That's the car that I drive, and on the backside of the rear seats, you can put uh, an organizer mm-hmm. that goes all along the back right. so it frees up your trunk space and still allows or it organizes you a, it you yeah know. well it, it definitely frees up the flat portion of the back of the car and so there there are things i have in there like straps and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh different fluids that may be necessary and fluids. tools <laughs> yep. and you know uh a jumper battery first aid kits like and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah so, as I was cleaning out my car for organization and preparedness, you took off with Ben saying you had to go pick something up at Target, mm-hmm. which is not anything you ever do. So,
0: and that's ever. a line I've ever said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Never, unless it was, said. it's usually me asking you to no, go pick. I need, something. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. No, this is <laughs> Under my own behest,
0: I was going to Target. Yeah.
1: A voluntary trip to right. Target pickup. Right. And I was like, is it, is it something for me? I was so confused. That, that would make sense. Uh, and you were like, kind of. And I'm like, oh, it's not for me at all.
0: <laughs> it's a beard and mustache trimmer with your name on it.
1: <laughs> and you came back with an Oculus Quest too.
0: Yes. Yes, I did.
1: And then at first I was ticked.
0: You were mad
1: because we just got out of the Christmas season and we're we spend a lot of money during the Christmas season
0: this was probably the most expensive year of all time for us
1: and I was and after every Christmas I'm always about tightening my belt January is usually my no spend month Mm -hmm. where I do like a full cleanse of not spending money to rid me of the consumerism of the holidays
0: Cleanse your palate, if you will. Yeah. Let the uh, let the credit card
1: cool. And then you spent, and I was like, "I literally just got you an Apple Watch, and you went and bought an Oculus." Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You were very upset. And then I tried it. Yeah. And I have used it every day since.
0: Yes, you have. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. Which is actually going to be the topic of this show. Um, Oh, it is. Yes. Towards the end of the show, we'll be talking more about what virtual reality can do for ham radio. Oh, I can't. I'm I'm being a futurist right now. I'm putting on my ham radio futurist hat.
1: I I mean, it feels like the future is now. (laughs) Have you seen this? (laughs) And so, everybody who has come to the house, I have put. the oculus
0: and we're total jerks about it too we put them into like an it's an app where you get in to an elevator you ride the elevator up to the top it opens and there's just a board it's a plank a plank (laughs) shooting out over the roof and then we're like why don't you walk out on the plank
1: go ahead i can't do it i still can't do it i I tried three times i i can't
0: the only people the kids have jumped i've jumped yeah you have not
1: I, my no mom would wouldn't know. do it. Yeah, it's pretty no, wild. You know what? I think my friend Sarah did do it. Did she? I, I think she did. I think she did. Yeah. Because she is completely logical and is like, I'm just in your living room. I'm not it's going fine. anywhere. Yes. <laughs> I could not do it. It's so realistic. I just, I can't. <laughs> and, cool. then, and then uh, my friend is running for uh, city council in Cerritos. So she she asked me to sign her nomination papers, which is a, a big honor. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, I'll sign them. But first,
0: jump off this building. Do
1: and it. I made her and I made her do the Oculus first before I signed. And then, which I feel a little bad about nope. now, because I feel like maybe she's like, if I don't do this, are you not gonna sign?
0: That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. Obviously, we will yeah. uh, be talking a little bit more about the Oculus later, but that's all she the,
1: didn't she didn't do she it didn't jump yeah she so didn't jump. I didn't sign yeah I was kidding. <laughs> so we didn't sign that was yeah. it
0: kick her out so do you're, <laughs> peace out uh, so
1: I'm so, kidding of course I of signed of course we of both of course
0: <laughs> so yeah appreciate you clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course and in today's uh, ham well I like to kick off the show with the Ham Radio Minute.
1: It's never a minute.
0: And today's going to kind of continue that frame of mind into keep an open mind
1: about things. Keep an open. Okay. So when, uh, is this, is this also going to be in relation to the Oculus? Is this whole podcast yeah. going to be okay?
0: Well, I mean, we got a lot of emails in the middle there, so with lots of questions okay. and answers, but so there's a, there's kind of a, I, I, it's not something that like people are innately gifted at, but people can take things that you don't think connect together and find new and interesting ways to connect them together. Mm. I believe hams are very adept at this. I believe it's (laughs) in our very nature.
1: Somehow. Certain camps of hams. Certain camps, camp hams. Uh, Ham ham camps. camps. A
0: a camp of ham. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Certain ham camps. Certain ham camps
0: (laughs) are good at this.
1: It's the honey-baked ham camp, just so you know. It's the honey-baked ham camp, yes.
0: And... (laughs) You you can see it in, in like, as we adapt things, obviously wireless technologies, right? I told you not to drink the beer yet. I told you not (laughs) to drink the beer. You just went right for it. And your face was, (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, the cat's going to be out of the bag on that one here. I think shortly here, guys. Um, so keep an open mind because you'll never know when you'll be surprised by something being related to and adjacent to ham radio. Obviously things like the Raspberry Pi and the work that KM4ACK did to create a script that co-locates all the ham radio applications on the Pi. 3D printers, DMR radios were originally commercial radios that got adapted for ham radio. These are all things that were pulled in kind of via ham magnetism into the hobby.
1: Hamnetism.
0: Hamnetism. So I, I, I can I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but there are definitely a lot more than that. So keep an open mind, and if somebody is going down that rabbit hole, let,
1: let them. them. <laughs> just let them. I will let tell them you. Burrow. Let when them you, burrow. When you told me what you bought the Oculus for and how it was going to be ham radio related, you were even more mad
0: because now I'm just defending completely <laughs> unrelated <laughs> entertainment on ham radio. Josh, you can't. You can't just say. Ham radio for every one of your purchases. (laughs) Honey, it's a Rolls Royce. I got to know how antenna goes in it.
1: (laughs) Come on. No, I immediately thought to myself, so many hams are going to hate this. I mean, (laughs) there are going to be some OMs that are just going to be the most outraged. They are.
0: (laughs) I can't wait to put the video out. I'm so excited.
1: Because uh, for me, I am actually somebody, obviously, because of the generation I'm in, who straddles the line between you can't beat certain things in reality the way that they were before the internet oh, yeah. are it's R- much better right, 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 right. right? To,
0: to, i'm i'm 100% on board but i'm also very much looking forward into technology yes. there's A- so many interesting and things and
1: then i'm like but there are so many things about technology that make life easier more efficient yes. and like improve life You can
0: have both
1: right and to me vr was like this oh f the past we're we're going straight we're going straight <laughs> we're to battle yeah, we're going we're going straight to the matrix <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> put me in a pod
1: and and i'm going to say even now being a fan of the oculus yeah and using it every day thoroughly enjoying it and being blown away time out. i don't know when the novelty is going to wear off because obviously we're in the first couple yeah, of yeah. days we're, yeah, we're, and i don't know when i'm going to stop being in awe mm-hmm. of how realistic things can feel it, it's like a with paradigm just a, shift yeah with a headset right. on your head right a wireless headset yeah. that's the key point point. and right. how much of your experience in life mm-hmm. is based off of what you see and What you hear,
0: right? Mm hmm.
1: Right, That's wild. I, is I mean, wild. like, down to it, it, did not occur to me that you could literally get motion sick just because Sarah got motion sick,
0: yeah. She got really bad motion sickness.
1: And then I tried the roller coaster app and I was like, oh, This is gonna be so cheesy. There's just no way. Literally, felt like I was moving, I yeah. was not moving.
0: It's like I'm moving, but I'm not moving. Yeah. Man. <laughs>
1: All so, that being said, mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced that VR is not going to be the end of society as we know
0: it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, it is literally going to be the Matrix or Up that, or not Up. Or Ready up. Player One. No, the other one, um, e this is, this is what causes WALL-E, virtual reality. Yeah.
1: But I can't help but think that virtual reality may lead us to a world in which everybody lives in much smaller houses because they can experience their home life through oh, goggles. Okay.
0: We're, yeah, save this for later in the okay. podcast. You're too, Sorry. You're too excited.
1: Okay. You're, I am too excited. <laughs> you're too excited. You're too excited.
0: I'll bring the beer. Well, speaking of bringing the beer, we got a box of it
1: from Grimus. Grimus, I, I want to thank you so much. From the bottom of my liver mm-hmm. <laughs> for all this beer.
0: I'm using the the name Grimus because I don't know that he's got his name out there. I know who you are, Grimus. Yes. On the Discord. Yes. Uh, thank you so much.
1: This is the second load of amazing craft beers. I think but it might actually
0: be the third.
1: Third. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say one thing because I saw how much the postage cost.
0: Yeah. Reach out to us. We'll tell you how to
1: yes, soften Please,
0: that He is shipping from New York though. Really? I well, maybe I'm wrong.
1: Okay. So, um I uh I have a couple of suggestions, but I also want to send you some money <laughs>
0: to cover the postage. We'll <laughs> split the postage. With yeah, you. Because we saw that and we were like, "What? <laughs> is there more I in felt, this box that I, I missed? Felt like,
1: is there gold bullion?"
0: <laughs> so, he normally sends amazing beers. Yes. There was one though. That had a piece of paper on it and it says eh not great on the piece of paper and it is electrical taped to this Leia already took a sip I was explicitly told not to and, and I, just instinctively... I'm not and I, I already read the back but I don't want you to read the back yet why don't you take okay. another sip and then we'll we'll diagnose
1: okay. what's going on here I'm gonna smell it it smells like um like a bourbon stout oh. mm-hmm a bourbon barrel aged. It's an imperial stout. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, that totally. What what, what jumps out at you?
1: It's. <laughs> hmm. I hate to lift, look at gift beer in the well. Yeah. The rest of the beers are amazing,
0: and I think he included it in there for this uh, look at. Well, that are talking about it now that I read the back of it. After I, I glanced down, I can totally. Are taste you going to tell me there's magic. malort
1: in it? <laughs> okay.
0: But we, he did send some malort cold brew coffee, which oh. I don't even know what to expect about that. Why don't you go ahead and pick up the can and pull that piece of paper?
1: <laughs> That's like the Malort For Loco. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Loco. All right. So I'm going to look at, I'm going to uh-huh. take this label it's off It's a now. I'm gonna I'm going to take, eh, not that great. It is Stillwater and Evil Twin Brewing. Imperial Stout with Molasses, Sea Salt, and Beef Jerky. <laughs> With artificial flavors. 12% it, it's, alcohol. It's by a, a volume. big
0: beer. It's a really strong, syrupy Imperial Stout. And it literally tastes like beef jerky.
1: There there is a steak on the can. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> now taste okay. it again. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it again.
0: And you will get big beef jerky notes.
1: It tastes like soy sauce. And soy sauce, too. Oh man, I'm just gonna save that for fried rice.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, oddly enough, uh, look at what the next beer is.
1: Vanilla rice, rice, baby.
0: <laughs> I thought you might get a kick out of that.
1: Horchata inspired. Oh, I bet that's good. Well, whatever Milkshake we do with cream this cream ale, I might rice. get
0: some other glasses just so we could pour that one out because I this am... is not good. I, I will. I will say that it is not good.
1: I mean, it's. It's a little Kikomani. You
0: know? it's, it's, it, do, you, do you want your beer to have umami? <laughs> this beer has got umami. And umami, I don't, I don't a, want it anymore.
1: I don't think it's as terrible as you're saying, though. It's No, it's not terrible. It's
0: just not good.
1: I mean, it is not that, good.
0: Yeah. It is not bad, but it is not good.
1: Huh. Yeah, that is... Uh, it, uh, I'm going to drink it. I'm going to keep drinking it. Okay. Yeah.
0: We'll I will force ourselves to drink it. Not force, it, it's it's grown on me a little bit. Yeah. That, those it first is couple of sips are, are, mm-hmm. are a little tough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a dry drinking.
0: <laughs> it's a little tough, Liam.
1: All right. <laughs> It's well, awesome. thank you, Grimus. We will we will imbibe on there shows are, to come. <laughs> there are many
0: other delicious beers coming from Grimus. Thank you so much for sending them. And I I do appreciate throwing the little gag beer in there. I thought that was pretty funny. So I hope you enjoyed that blind taste. <gasps> Maybe I by should
1: use it in a chili. Why? Because it has so much umami. The meat's already got it that you're going to put in the chili. Oh, I'm using turkey, though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. It'll right. okay. make me a little gassy. <laughs> <laughs> so, join the conversation by leaving a review on iTunes for the Ham Radio Crash Course wherever you podcast. But we really do appreciate it if you drop them over on iTunes. I think iTunes is going through that yearly where they have to, I guess, recompile the database. Because okay. we've got no reviews this week. Oh. So, that's okay but if you do want to drop us a review we would appreciate it um, again over on the itunes that's kind of where the the algorithm lives for podcasts and we will read them on the show when they come in but if you'd like to email us which is a big part of our show you can email us at Leia at and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the hammer new crash course reach more hams and the ham curious and we appreciate it so leah will move right into the preparedness corner then
2: are you, Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will Let's go, go. Let's for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. or peace. Let's go! Let's One foot after on. the other, ready? for I am prepared to survive. I'm not alert to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is going to be a short preparedness corner this week. There is sediment at the bottom of this beer. Like a lot. I hope it's meat.
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's a treat at the bottom. Little... Mommy, my beer is chewy again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So um, I'm actually going to talk about kids and preparedness and some resources uh, from the CDC.
0: Interesting. Don't eat the children.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And so one of the things that the CDC has put resources towards is some, uh, some reading materials. There's uh, Reddy Wrigley, who is a Reddy preparedness Ridley. pup. Oh, he's you, a dog. Yes. Okay. And so he's got a series of activities about preparing for disasters. There's also games And this is from the CDC website. Being a hero is fun with these interactive games from FEMA. (laughs) One is Disaster Master. What? And the other one is Build a Kit. We're not going to play it live. Disaster
0: Master sounds like a Marvel villain.
1: Yes. So uh, at some point, Josh is going to have to go through these uh, with me. And we're going to decide whether or not the kids are ready <laughs> for the, maybe that'll for
0: be next games. week's preparedness corner yeah. we do the game yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh there's a lot of resources on like mental health like being safe after a flood or uh flyers about in your home when you're outside uh safe food and water and they talk about storms and earthquakes and how families can help the kids feel safe again. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because obviously there's loads of fires that were going on. The we're Marshall just, fire. Yeah, yep. it just seems like there is no end to the amount of disasters that Mother Nature has Recent decided tornadoes. we are yep. we are ready
0: for. Right? And it, it's seriously um, a troubling reality that. We're probably going to have more of these (laughs) over time here, Um, but the fires in particular have been particularly nasty up north.
1: But I I do want to talk a little bit about the fires because Mm -hmm. uh, that's really something. Colorado has gone through quite a bit of a rough time, right? Yes, And they were already having potential supply chain disruptions from a totally different issue, Mm -hmm. right? And then wildfire. Right. But on the third, a article was published titled Colorado Wildfire Inquiry Focuses on Christian Sect. Have you heard about this? No. Yes. Investigators are looking at the possibility... That a fire that destroyed more than 900 homes started on a property owned by a fundamentalist Christian sect known as the Twelve Tribes.
0: Is this the Marshall Fire, Marshall yes. County? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I'll you know I'll drop these in the show notes if you're at all interested because I honestly don't want to dive into something that. <laughs>
0: well, we're not really prepared to yeah, speak on on exactly. one of those topics. Yeah.
1: But my point this week is. Uh, think about preparing your children not just to save them but what they're capable of
0: oh how they can help exactly right? and having them yeah. you know it, it is true that particularly when someone is going through a tough time some people will rise to the occasion right or they're just so distraught that the only thing that will break them out of it is if they do something mm-hmm. to occupy their mind and children are definitely like that
1: yeah you you've you've really got to consider what a difficult time kids are growing up in right now right they've they've lost a couple of years here to uh back and forth quarantines or isolation well definitely being
0: separated from friends yeah people outside of the family unit yes that help in their development right just by them being there right
1: so uh you know Think about the kids. That's this <laughs> this week's Preparedness Corner, and I'll obviously drop the link for these things so that you all can also evaluate with us next week
0: <laughs> I will the contrib- quality of game. I will contribute to the corner. You, we went to my dad's, you know, oh, yeah. a couple of days ago. And speaking of fire, right, home fires is something that's a reality for a oh, many Oh, very many
1: common, people. right.
0: Particularly if you're going to, like, leave and like, go on vacation. Yeah, you might want to go in and make sure that the things that are powered on are like, quote unquote, reliable uh, electronics. Like if you have a lot of things that are on a strip plug, turn the strip plugs off.
1: Yeah. What made you say that?
0: Because I went around and shut everything off that didn't need to be on. Like I turned my shack I oh, everything off. Oh, that's
1: smart. Okay. Um,
0: I turned off most. I, I unplugged our strip plugs that were in the kitchen. A lot of things that we just kind of like leave on, you know, because they're just always on. Yes. I went around and unplugged everything. There are plenty of timers that you can get to for things like turning on lights and whatnot, but we've talked about that in the past. So I won't belabor it, but maybe add that to your list of things if you're going to go away for a couple of days to go to any of your, I'm not calling it sus electronics with, a, <laughs> you know, stacked up power. You know, I've got a, I've got a strip plug connected to a strip plug kind of game, which, you know, I know everyone of you've got it. Hams, a lot of you guys have these. I know because we've got like 18 plugs in our shacks and we all want to put power to it. Just turn all that off or set it on a timer like every day when you go to sleep that just kind of all shuts off. Maybe a good thing to do, particularly at night when you're asleep. You know, it's not really fun to wake up to a fire alarm versus your wake up in the morning and go to work alarm, <laughs> which sometimes feels just as bad.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> What's
2: happening?
3: The staircase has changed, remember? Excuse me. Let's go this way before the staircase moves again.
0: Welcome to Leia's. Well, I guess it's your correspondence tower, or is it just the ham radio correspondence tower? I'm never sure. I don't know. I don't know either. We start out the tower. <laughs>
1: He just jumped right in, too. No segue. I just,
0: just, boom. That was a hard cut. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any voicemail this
1: week? I do not, but I'll go ahead and give anybody the phone number in case you're listening on the road. You know what? Just go ahead and program the number into your phone so that if you're particularly outraged while driving and listening to the podcast, you don't have to let your outrage subside and tell the emails. Right. You can just call right away
0: <laughs> <laughs> all in your frustration
1: <laughs> the number is 562-334-2389
0: there you go okay well if you want to email us again you can hit us up at leah at ham tactical.com we love it if you enter in your ham radio questions or comments on the show preparedness commentary or ideas is always pre- uh, appreciated as well and if you want to tap into some of the lighter topics, which we had a lot of fun with last year, you can do that. But definitely make sure you sprinkle in some ham radio, too. We would appreciate it. So, Leia, why don't you take it away?
1: All right. I'm actually very pleased at this email. I read ahead a little bit, and then I thought it was so great.
0: This is just the first email. You are. Yeah, You're already Yeah, out the gate. Yeah. Right yeah.
1: <laughs> it's titled, Mini Ham Shack. And this is from Max. Josh and one of his co- podcast co-producers. Wow. <laughs> got demoted.
0: <laughs> You're just a co-producer now.
1: But clearly not voluntary. Did you notice? Correct.
0: <laughs> that- <laughs> no. There was not really. Yeah.
1: I have $300 to set up a small ham shack. I have a radio oddity GS5B. I think I am the youngest to email. I am 11 years old.
0: Whoa. That's amazing.
1: Amazing. Max, thank you so much for writing in. And I'm going to just go ahead and kick it over to Josh as to how he is going to figure out how to get you a $300 Amshack.
0: Boy, that's a great question, Leia. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Radio gs 5 b is the one that's like uh, Bluetooth programmable. It's a handy talkie that has Bluetooth in it, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice. Boy, um, you've got You've got pretty much two options, and and here's here's the problem with this. When you say ham shack, mm-hmm. that usually implies a power source, a radio, and an antenna at the very least. Okay, three hundred dollars is not a lot to provide you know a way forward with.
1: Now keep in mind mm-hmm. that maybe you're being too strict about the concept of a ham shack. Maybe a ham shack can just be your ham radio setup that you carry with you.
0: Keep it close to your heart, and then <laughs> your ham shack goes with you everywhere. <laughs> I, I have a couple of ideas. Um, okay, and some of these are a little off the beaten path, and some of them are gonna go over the three hundred dollar mark. So I'll start out with the with the two radios that I would I would mention. And by the way, good news, if you, it sounds like, well, I don't know. Maybe you're a technician. You could be a general. You could be an extra. If you wanted to get into Morse code, that's your cheapest option. There are a lot of very inexpensive radios that will work Morse code that you can have some fun with, and they will all be, for the QRP models, under $300. And then in those cases, you can just build yourself an antenna, out of a BNC breakout post and speaker wire or lamp cord, what they call zip cord occasionally, or just hit up your garage and see what wire you have lying around and build an antenna like a dipole or um, potentially an NFED halfway, but you'll probably need like a little magnetic toroid kind of thing. The other option is you can go with a micro X, but I believe that the current versions of the micro X might be going above $300. So you might have to look at the micro X 40, and that I don't even know if that's still in production. That is going to be under $300. And then you're back again to the wire antenna, probably a wire dipole type setup. That's going to be your cheapest bet for the closest to kind of a a full-featured radio at that at that price, there aren't a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking though is is maybe maybe um, you don't want to dive just headfirst into just going into transmitting, and maybe you already have a computer. If that's the case, you might want to look into an SDR software-defined radio of some kind. I like the SDR Play software-defined radios, and they have the inexpensive one is about $100, and it will do basically what they say DC to daylight as far as a receiver goes. It will receive all the way down to the lowest frequency ham bands and all the way up until I think 900 or, sorry, 9,000 or 6,000 gigahertz, depending on which model you go with. And those are both um, for the RSP1A is about one hundred dollars, and the RSPDX I think is the other one, uh, and that is around two hundred something. If you if you don't want to do that, okay, you, you could take your three hundred dollars, save it, and just use something called Kiwi SDR or Web SDRs, which are free websites. You just pull them up and you can access other people's radios to listen on that is totally free. And that allows you to save your $300 and and buy a potentially better radio down the line as you save money. If you are a student, there is a group which um, you're 11. So you're probably a student. If not, <laughs> uh, we have alerted the truancy office, <laughs> um, you you can look into remote ham radio. Remote ham radio, I believe, offers free time on actual transceivers to students. Oh wow! So um, if that is the case, I will have to make a note here. I can probably put you in line with somebody. So lay forward me that email.
1: All right, you're and getting forwarded, Max.
0: I'll see what I can do. That might be an option. You you get a couple hours here and there that you can get on the air. Again, you probably want to be a general at least. Uh, if you're not, I he didn't include that. But 11, you know, I'm assume probably a technician. Uh, maybe start looking at your general.
1: Don't, don't underestimate.
0: I'm not trying to underestimate. <laughs> not trying. Take no offense. Uh, th- those are just some options. There's Probably some better ones I'm not thinking of off the top of my head and always used. You can find used radios relatively inexpensively, but you're going to have a difficult time interfacing them with digital modes that a lot of people are using today, but they'll work fine for single sideband and Morse code.
1: So Max, I think you're probably too young to be on the Discord because it is age restricted. But- it is.
0: It, well, yes, it is. I won't say any more of that. I don't want to get...
1: So, if you are on Facebook, which I know many 11-year-olds have decided is not the cool thing anymore, (laughs) there is the Ham Radio Crash Course Group. If you're a member of that group on Facebook, you can join the HRCC uh, Facebook Buy, Sell, Trade. And you can put this request out there um, on the buy side and see if anybody has anything they'd be willing to sell you for the 300 Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, good luck, Max. I-, I would say save your money if you can. Spend, you know, maybe get a, a, a G90. A Shegu G90 would be a little bit better. That's like $450. About 530 540 if you have the accessories to do digital and stuff like that. That
1: might be the better
0: option. Just maybe save a little bit longer and see if that can work out for you.
1: All right. And Josh will follow up with you, because it yeah. sounds like uh, he now has your email. <laughs> All
0: right. Yes.
1: Hope that helped, Max. Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you.
0: We we took a bit of a moment there. Um, I
1: this might be a bad segue after Max's email, but. We're going to drink the next beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, open the, we open the next beer, which is the Vanilla Rice Rice Baby, which is a, uh, again, horchata-inspired milkshake cream ale with rice, lactose, vanilla, and cinnamon.
1: I love horchata, and I love lactose and beer, so, and I love rice.
0: What a palate cleanser after the beef jerky beer. You could, oh,
1: that's so good. You could almost make
0: any beer taste that much better if you just had them take a couple of sips of the beer. Did beef you mention
1: the name of this brewing company? Rice,
0: Rice Bait. No, I didn't.
1: Microphone Brewing.
0: <laughs> Microphone Brewing. brewing. Nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's craft beer inspired by music. It's very good. It's fantastic. Thank you again, Grimas. Okay. All right. Segue and- over. My- what just said that?
0: <laughs> Siri said that.
1: Siri wants to be your
0: your podcast co-host. I didn't rename Siri to Grimus.
1: <laughs> All right, the next uh, email reads T-shirt ideas, well, sort of. And this is from Misha. Hello and happy new year. Hello and happy new year to you. Happy new year. Attention Captain Josh and Yo-man Leia. Crap, that is sexist. What is a yo-man? Yo
0: <laughs> yo-man What's a yeoman? It's a position on the boat. Oh, the ship, I guess. <laughs> I don't come from
1: a, a, a seafaring, sa- a sailing peoples, <laughs> a, a, sea-
0: a seafaring peoples.
1: Sorry, that's I know what lo-
0: bosun is. Then there's bosun's mate.
1: Is that the bosun's wife?
0: And there's coxswain.
1: What? <laughs> now you're just making up words. I'm not.
0: I am not. <gasps> Wow. I believe these are all British sailing terms, most of them.
1: The British Navy?
0: You know, they say lieutenant instead of lieutenant.
1: Hmm. Why? Don't know. Okay, then. Well, um, Misha says, sorry that slipped out. (laughs) Watching too much STTOS. That's, I guess, Star Trek. The new one. <laughs> the new one The new one.
0: The original series. So not the new one. Yeah, the old, the old one. one. <laughs> the old series.
1: The that makes sense. <laughs> I wanted the to original see if you could that out. It's not lower decks. No.
0: No. No, it is not.
1: Oh. Misha says, it must be rear admiral Leia. <laughs> Remember the amazing Grace Hopper, who was one of the programmers of ENIAC, was a rear admiral. I wish I would have attended her seminar at Landmark College in Vermont in 1988. Rats, she was one amazing lady.
0: What? Neither, w- <laughs> neither of us were in Vermont. We don't know. Ex-
1: <laughs> I have no to idea what's <laughs> happening. Leah, when were you in Vermont?
0: 1988.
1: I I want to be in Vermont, actually. Vermont looks beautiful. It does. It looks great. And so much syrup. So much syrup. Yes. At my first note of 2022, Misha continues, as I expect the world to have a major recession caused by our 2019 issue and the eminent retire of over 65% of the baby boomers, 35% of most employers, employees gone all at once. Personally, I am self-employed, debt-free, yet I am a college-trained GIS technologist without any possible employment in that. Hmm. This is really interesting because I have a cousin that is uh, in GIS. So what is GIS? It's uh, like a, it's like information systems that re- related to uh, geography and topography, I believe.
0: I thought that's just the group that certifies baseball cards.
1: He exp- <laughs> Am I wrong about GIS? No, no. you are, but yeah.
0: so GIS is a is a it's a three letter acronym. So there's probably like a billion things that call that's GIS. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: But my cousin who does this, I think when he went to school to get this degree, we were just dumbfounded. Oh, diamonds.
0: They diamonds, not baseball cards. GIS is the diamonds.
1: But isn't it also like geographical or geo <laughs> you keep talking anyway so when he told us we were he was going into this we were like what does that even mean we're like just a bunch of asians going is it is it a doctor is it a is it, a, is it an engineer is it
0: geographic information system so you yes. nailed it uh-huh. what is it it's a system that creates manages analyzes and maps all types of data i bet they got a lot of maps GIS connects data to a map, integrating location data with all types of descriptive information. So this is basically Google Maps. You got a degree in Google Maps.
1: Um, Misha, may I suggest... I'm kidding. ...Noah as as maybe a potential employer so we can get a man or woman on the inside? That's... (laughs) So I'm pretty sure Misha is a. Uh, GIS woman,
0: GIS helps users understand patterns, relationships, and um, and geographical context. Mm-hmm. The benefit includes improved communication, and efficiency as well as better management and decision making. Why would knowing the geography help it to improve communication? Do you know?
1: Radio signals.
0: Yes, <laughs> particularly line of sight radio signals. So, for instance, um, I had to get my line of sight antenna up higher mm-hmm. so that I would make a better connection to the repeater on Mount Wilson mm. because there's obstructions between me and the repeater.
1: You and the promised land
0: <laughs> of the mesh of the mesh network <laughs> that I'm now meshing with. <laughs>
1: All right. Well. Misha says, ham radio will occupy much of our spare time. I mean, I'm guessing it already does, but... Mm -hmm. Now for my t-shirt idea for your designs. Have you considered licensing your t-shirt designs after your normal run for maybe $5 USD so we can download a design and order it from Vistaprint or some other one-off supplier without crazy international shipping fees? This also permits customization like adding my call sign and name. Charging a license fee permits your revenue stream to function without a major cost. Uh, This is... A really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. And we've heard this as well as, you know, NFTs and things like that. The issue with the licensing fee is then I would kind of have to police where the the logo was being used. Mm-hmm. We just don't want it being used inappropriately. Right. right? Uh, but I, I have- guess
0: we could come up with some designs or release some of the designs that aren't the logo.
1: Right. We wouldn't we, necessarily release like the, the rock logo. bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Which will only be available
0: on NFT with the yes. joke that we, we, we said. You can only buy the, the forbidden rock bottom line.
1: But Misha, NFT. if you want to send me um what you're thinking about getting uh, customized, I might be able to work with you on something. So um I have looked at getting customization. It is possible with our current production partner. Um, it's just a question of getting the software or the app set up properly on the website.
0: Oh, for international?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know about the international shipping piece. I mean, I That's the ultimate, yeah. That's the ultimate <laughs> issue. Yeah. And international shipping is a beast. I, I feel like I still can't personally figure it
0: out. It's a, it's a Grimus beer box worth of cost to get you yeah. a shirt internationally.
1: <laughs> I mean... If you tell me where, well I'm I'm sure I could figure it out by your call um I might be able to get a supplier to partner with in an area if there are a lot of people who are interested in like Europe or Asia whatever uh, there are there are different companies to partner with we currently are obviously partnered with US made companies so mm-hmm. Thank you for that suggestion though uh, Misha continues, hoping to make some California and Cascadia CUSOs, Oregon, Washington, and BC. BC should mean bring cash. <laughs> I have succeeded east of the Shadowmaker Mountains. Take care, Misha. ve 9 GIS ve V-E-1-G-I-S, advanced, oh. even though I can't afford any HF amp.
0: <laughs> I like that. Got the suffix of G-I-S.
1: That you really committed. I feel like maybe yeah. you should continue your career.
0: <laughs> like, Sounds like you got a, a yeah. job as a professor coming up.
1: Or, you know, enjoy your retirement. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. quite all right, too. I mean, just jealous, that's all. Yeah. That's, <laughs> all right. Thank you for your email and your suggestions, Misha. The next email is titled, Ham Radio IHOP and Snow. And this is from Douglas. I don't live in Texas yet. Okay. Family has land out there, and the plan is to be able to communicate with them over amateur radio and spur family to get their tickets. I will be taking radios with me when I visit. I'm looking at antenna analyzers like the Rig Expert Stick 230 due to its portability. I already have a DIY PVC mast with a 2-meter, 70-centimeter antenna on it for such work while there. I use a very similar setup here in Arizona for soda and poto work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost 20 years ago, I worked at IHOP and was part of the initial crew of a new restaurant in, surprise, Arizona. Okay. My dad doesn't like going to IHOP because the coffee at one point was very terrible. Is that true? Could IHOP serve bad coffee? Wouldn't that just kill a chain like that? I don't know. I would assume so. I wasn't a coffee drinker at the time. Now I really don't care enough to be a coffee snob. As long as it's battery acid strong and not burnt, it's good by me. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. I, I think that like a lot of the diner coffee mm-hmm. is usually palatable because it turns over so quickly. Right.
0: It doesn't sit. Right. That's the the biggest burnt problem. coffee it's is gross. terrible. Yeah,
1: Yeah. On a few occasions, Douglas continues, we have had snow in the desert. In and around the Phoenix area. Yeah, that happens. So yesterday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I got to go to this place out in the Angeles National Forest, and it's called Reptacular. Uh, my my friend Sarah's sister works there, and they have a number of animals. So the kids got to tour the entire facility privately And got to pet like so many things, Uh, camels, monitors, tegus, all those kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. And when we went to go to the, either the alpacas or the goats, their, uh, their water containers had iced over on the top. Nice. And then the kids ended up taking the ice and smashing it on the ground. They thought it was very funny. Nice. Uh, But then when I was like, why is there ice? we're we're still in southern california like yeah. we're not that high up in elevation and then sarah goes josh told me not to tell you but there were icicles at your house
0: <laughs> there wasn't icicles there was a piece there was a, That's what she a told puddle me. of water okay. that iced over oh my and God. edison found it
1: it's too cold for penguins now
0: <laughs> it's definitely not too cold for penguins here
1: Fair enough. I will get a pet penguin. You're right. You're just <laughs> gonna eat it. I am not gonna eat a pet penguin.
0: You want to? You want to eat a penguin though?
1: I mean, not like a whole penguin, <laughs> like, and not what I had as a pet.
0: Well, that was the pet was the <laughs> was the adjective that separated from pet to food. Like that was the thing that went. Like I can't eat a pet.
1: You know what? I think I would settle for, um, you know, the Inuits. They eat seal, mm-hmm. and I think that would be pretty similar. I think I would I don't feel for that. it
0: is similar at all.
1: Really? hmm Why?
0: Seals are a massive amount of blubber, mm-hmm. and the penguins are more protected by their feathers.
1: Oh, they're so you fat. think they're meteor? The, the <laughs> seal is just all,
0: f- like, blubber.
1: Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so the idea to me now that Arizona... Would have snow. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising because in Southern California we are pretty icy. That's that's how I feel now. It's like it's so cold here. I posted a
0: picture at my dad's, <laughs> right? We were at my dad's last week on Instagram and I had a video. And there were straight up people like, You obviously aren't in Southern California anymore. And I'm like,
1: We have mountains no. we have all of the terrains like, in California in Southern California. I-, I can see
0: snow on the mountaintops from my house that are like Forty-five minutes to an hour from. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're
0: snow-covered. I think people don't understand what California is. I think California
1: is massive,
0: but like, just the geographical difference from the LA basin area is you could be at the beach and then in two hours be in snow.
1: That's a TikTok challenge.
0: Yeah, where you where you
1: do the you go to snow, you Mm -hmm. go to the desert, you go to the beach, and then you go to the city. All in the span of a day. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty pretty sure you could do it.
1: Because isn't, like, Death Valley is not even that far from... In the span of a day, though.
0: It's all going to fit within, like, a...
1: Yeah. It is doable, though. You could play in the snow and then play at the beach. Mm -hmm. That's real nice. So, Douglas continues. It's really funny to see snow-topped saguaros. Cactus. S- uh, is that what Saguaro I saying? Cactus? Yeah. S- Saguaros. Like in Star Trek 2 and 3. When I was in high school, we had so much hail that the yards looked like it had snowed. Then- that is
0: a lot of hail.
1: In about 2010, we had a horrendous hailstorm that did many millions of dollars in damage to buildings and vehicles. I saw some hail range in size from golf balls to the occasional softball size. Yeah,
0: screw that.
1: That is a lot of damaged cars.
0: That's a lot of damage.
1: (laughs) Could Could you just imagine you're driving in the hail and now your windshield is broken, like just shattered by a softball? Oh,
0: that's not the damage, Leia. It bends the body, like the, the skin of the car. Yikes. It will a, a softball, softballs are light in comparison to a softball-sized ball of ice. That's heavy. Oh, yeah. And it's at some close to terminal velocity when it smashes into the hood of your car. It will bend it.
1: Hail damage
0: card is is gnarly. Looking.
1: It could kill. Do you do you go around with helmets during the hail, or you just stay inside? Like if you have to go outside. I think you run from it. Yeah, <laughs> outrun the hail softball. <laughs> All right. Well, Douglas says I finally got my. Uh, FT-891, and now have the HF bug since hearing very clearly and not quite making contact with an Ontario station on 28.4 megahertz. Mm-hmm. I was running 10 to 20 watts on an A99 with about a 1.8 SWR. I forgot how to increase power or I could have possibly made contact. It's I
0: the deep F menu. <laughs>
1: I emailed him and he could hear someone calling but only heard a couple of my call letters in the weeds really have the HF bug now. Oh yeah. That must be so frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah it is. And that's also what spurs people into spending lots of money on antennas and radios. You
1: will hear me as loudly as I can hear you. you will hear me. <laughs> I also got my 11 meter antenna on my truck via a stake pocket mount on the bed rails. Now, if those pesky squirrels that <laughs> we're talking about the wires again, the squirrels will help eating, me out. No, oh. I think eating the wires. Oh, okay.
0: The <laughs> I'm confused between the aggressive squirrels that eat your coax and the helpful ones that put your wire into the tree.
1: Maybe it's a question of of like luring them in with your coax and then training them from there. Mm. Go no no. Wires not for eat. A tiny little Wires. rolled up newspaper. Yeah. Bop them, Bad squirrel. Take this nut. I'm gonna throw it over this tree, and then and then you'll know.
0: And then the squirrel's thinking to himself, um, "If you can, if you can throw the wire
1: over the tree, why do you need me? When do you need me?" <laughs> I need you to get it higher than I can throw it. See, you can climb higher than I can throw, squirrel.
0: So so once I have this nut, <laughs> and you've been holding me captive for six months.
1: <laughs> then, then I'll have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> okay. And I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I okay. trust you completely. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> All right. Well, Doug's, Douglas signs off. ki 7 L-I-K. Thank you so much, Doug, for the update on your ongoing ham fun. Yeah. Thank you for the update. The next email is titled Cults. (laughs) Great. This is from Chris.
0: (laughs) Hello, Chris.
1: How's it going, you two? Pretty good, thank you.
0: I'm doing well.
1: If you are going to start a cult, touch lamp, or RF, you'll need to add waterfall sweatpants to match the hoodies. And maybe some Keds sneakers.
0: <laughs> Definitely the Keds in waterfall pants. Yeah. That's-
1: so if you haven't seen the pictures uh, of the, the uh, FT8 uh, sweatshirt, mm-hmm. it is really sweet.
0: It is really nice.
1: <laughs> Josh was so upset that I haven't gotten him one I minute. want the
0: zip-up hoodie really bad. <laughs> the material looks like it's more of a sport material. Yeah. Than the... the um. Then the appliance operators Uh zip up, which I still like that one, but I like the the waterfall.
1: I still haven't ordered it for you. I'm very sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, you got this Oculus, so maybe you can just have it in the Oculus.
0: Get an image of it, take the design, download (laughs) it, load it into the... Yeah,
1: make an an NFT.
0: (laughs) Make an NFT. I
1: I still... (laughs) I don't...
0: We can't unpack that here, but Leia has some cockamamie ideas about what NFT is.
1: Yeah. you An NFT is, aside from art that you can buy, a lot of NFTs that's sold is stuff that you can buy for VR.
0: It is not that. Okay. An NFT, hmm. the thing that goes in the blockchain, is merely a notice of who owns a thing. It is not the yes, thing. Yes,
1: right. It's not the thing.
0: So the NFTs that are on the internet, Right.
1: I'm going to own the Burj Khalifa.
0: Let me <laughs> So the NFT images that you see on the internet are attached to a URL. Right. Right? That URL, the link to the image is what goes into the blockchain. Yes. There's already been scams where the hosts for websites of NFTs okay. have just changed the URL.
1: That's rude. Yo, <laughs> That's... Where'd
0: my ownership go? Where's my thing? <laughs>
1: Where's my virtual thing?
0: <laughs> I didn't even get to right-click and save as. <laughs> I didn't
1: get to screenshot that on my phone. That
0: is that is still my favorite. Like, when you go back to... Alec, the Alex Jones memes are some of my favorite memes. Going back to last week with the... The, the elites don't want you to know the park ducks are free. <laughs> 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 the other one is, you know, they don't want you to know that you can just right-click and save... NFTs. I've got like 400 of them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This
0: is so, so funny.
1: All right. Well, Chris signs off. Pew, pew, Chris, W9TSB. (laughs) Yeah, I think that um, if we were going to start a cult, we would start separate cults. Because mine would be touch land related.
0: Oh, my God. It would just be this forever <laughs> and,
1: then, battle. and then yours would be the RFI hunters or something.
0: The RF Inquisition. <laughs> the RF Inquisitors.
1: <laughs> and your
0: job. No, the, no, Inquisition is a thing. It's not a group of people. It's an Inquisitor, right? The You'd Spanish
1: Inquisition. <laughs> no, the
0: RFI Inquisition. The RF Inquisition. The so then,
1: so then you would be like the Knights Templar of of hunting down or whatever, and then and I would be, you know what? This might actually be this the spouses group. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna keep manufacturing and randomly installing touch lamps everywhere. <laughs> you know that's.
0: Affiliated with Noah, <laughs> who helps us hide from the FCC by putting out non-certified touch lamps.
1: Like figure out how to make the noisiest of all touch lamps. <laughs> but like, why does
0: the lamp have an amplifier in it, <laughs> honey?
1: But portable, so you could take it on vacations.
0: <laughs> why is the lamp solar powered? <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks, Chris. The next email is from 11 meter correspondent, Drew. Hey, Drew. He really knows how to give it the beans. He does. <laughs> Leia and Josh. I hope this email finds you both well in this first week into the new year. I apologize for how long this email may be, but I feel there's something important that needs to be repeated. Something both of you have said many times, but something I saw for myself December 31st when we went to visit my wife's parents and her brothers in Martin, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. As ham radio operators, we make a non-trivial amount of noise about preparedness, which is fine. I feel it's important, as do both of you and many of the listeners to this podcast, but what happens when the rubber meets the road, so to speak? You see, Martin, Tennessee is in the northwest corner of the state and was mercifully spared much of the destruction from the tornadoes in that area on December 10th, 2021. The town was, however, surrounded by tornado touchdowns, one of which I had to drive through in order to get to our destination. What I saw didn't surprise me because I've lived through one tornado that passed right across the road from the house I lived in at the time, while it tore apart part of the fence in my front yard. It really didn't damage anything else, but it also wasn't a very large tornado. Why do I get the feeling that like Drew is living in a Final Destination movie? <laughs> what's, what's happening, Drew? I, I almost, I
0: almost felt like Drew was apologizing for the tornado <laughs> a little bit.
1: <laughs> a tornado apology?
0: Like, it wasn't that bad. It just ripped out the entire front fence of our house. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't that big. <laughs>
0: you know, it's it seemed like a nice tornado. <laughs> He's just,
1: just like having a bad day. Yeah.
0: So another tornado cut him off when he was trying to get to like the the really expensive houses to knock over.
1: Or maybe it's like how people talk about serial killers. Yeah, he was a he was a really nice Such guy. A kept quiet. To him, kept to himself. Yeah, it's a
0: quiet tornado. Like, yeah. Kept to himself. <laughs> Just he was into stamp collecting. We just yeah. see him spinning around the stamps. He had them in these nice frames. Didn't smash them or anything. It was really different. It was,
1: I'm really shocked that he did this. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah.
0: this is really Surprising. out of sorts
1: for him.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the tornado that touched down in the town of Sharon, Tennessee. Oh, no, I had that joke. Drew he had
0: that one stamp where, like, they printed it wrong, and it's an upside-down plane. And what's funny about that is he would have a real plane upside-down spinning next to it all the time. It was kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's this... There's this rare stamp that's like super, like people want it, where they printed the plane. It's like the the frame is up, upright, and the plane is upside down. Everybody's like, "What is this? What, is- what have you done here?" Like people were offended. It was in the beginning of like air, air f- flight or some commemoration. Or like, he did not fly that that biplane upside down. My word!
1: What a weird. Oh my! God.
0: I, I don't know why. <laughs> plane, a tornado, and he keeps you know the actual plane <laughs> in the tornado with him. It's really I just like the idea right. of a little tornado. It's like milling around. Yeah, not, just, not trying, bothering to, just <laughs> trying to keep to himself.
1: He like he's actually a really nice neighbor. He like he gets all the leaves off of your right, lawn right, right, and right. puts it somewhere like right. in your compost. He's just trying something. to raise
0: two two baby tornadoes. He's yeah. <laughs> a single tornado, single <laughs> parent tornado. <laughs> Trying to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, daycare is a bitch. They get into everything. <laughs>
1: it's so hard to find a good daycare, too. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) All right. Well, Drew says, the tornado that touched down in the town of Sharon, Tennessee, and followed the Sharon Highway to the town of Dresden, Tennessee, was an EF3. We made a turn into Sharon Highway, and there were buildings missing. A gas station, an old house, and several barns. Across the road, things look pretty normal. and I feel really bad about making tornado jokes right now. <laughs>
0: I made them. Yeah, I... <laughs> why are you laughing, Leia? I feel bad about laughing about them. So you're laughing more?
1: Oh, this is the deceptive thing about looking at tornado damage. <laughs> Leia, why? I just. Keep thinking about tornadoes in daycare.
0: You know the best part of thinking about that is is the swings. (laughs) (laughs) They're just pulled at a ninety degree vertical angle (laughs) as the tornado walks around. Just (laughs) All
1: right, all right. You almost have to know what was there to know what was missing. In a small neighborhood a little ways down the road, there was some damage to adjacent corners of some of the houses, while maybe the rest of the house looked fine or there were tarps on part of the roof waiting for a roofer to come replace the roof. What you have to know is the neighborhood houses in between those adjacent corners that were damaged are completely gone. A little further, a concrete Block antique store is am I reading? Yeah. There's a store of antique concrete no, blocks.
0: It's made of oh man! <laughs> what is happening? And the, and the little children tornadoes—they really like to grab those concrete blocks and just throw them as far as they can.
1: Well, I mean, I have seen people who collect antique blocks, and then they have meetups to show off their blocks, and they like line them up. This is a real thing. I saw it on TikTok. Uh-huh.
0: Well, here's... New, new to the club, Biff. What? He collects cinder blocks <laughs> from the turn of the century. No, Yeah, because I picked old- this one up from a riot. I just <laughs> thrown it through a plate glass window. This one's got a lot of memories.
1: <laughs> no, the blocks used to be
0: stamped. I stamped this block. <laughs> okay. Right did, to a mailbox you, <laughs> of the mayor.
1: <laughs> All
0: it right. Let me put my antenna up.
1: <laughs> Drew continues, approaching it on the road, it looked normal, spared. Driving by the front, you can look through the window and see the back wall missing. Further down, the cor- tornado crossed the road where a line of trees used to obscure the view of a house from the road. There's nothing left of... Large old trees, but piles of twisted toothpicks. Wow. And the front of the house is bare and exposed to the blank, shocked stairs of passers-by. In the lot next door, there's a brown, muddy spot in the center of the lot. A small pile of construction debris in the ditch next to the road. All that's left of the house that used to stand on the bare, muddy spot.
0: Wow. That's got to be the so the most sobering thing of going through a town that you're familiar with after a tornado. Like you knew buildings or remembered buildings that were there, yeah, just gone.
1: Like, Seriously. Just gone. I was actually not to talk about the Oculus too much, but I was thinking about one of the <laughs> best things about uh, virtual reality would be that you would be able to go back to cities in different time eras. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you could theoretically have a stroll down um, through Manhattan before the Twin Towers were gone. Right. Right. Or you could go through some of the... um, One of the things I did with the Oculus was I did a tour of uh, Anne Frank's house Mm -hmm. because... I, I really wanted to experience what the annex looked like mm-hmm. and you get a sense of the size and what it felt like and the, um, the air raid planes going by, you can actually hear the planes going by above mm-hmm. the annex. And so you could actually go and see like maybe Berlin before the wall, Berlin after the wall. Right. and,
0: Oh, that would be interesting. A lot of that stuff historically would be interesting.
1: You know, it Mm -hmm. it would be really kind of like a holodeck.
0: I mean, that's kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, you can't interface it physically, but
1: sure. Yeah. But anyways, so this actually makes me think of that. Because how wonderful would it be for people to be able to see what their old towns look like through the years? You watch, there's
0: probably going to be like Facebook cars hitting the road that are running 3D imaging software and they're just imaging
1: cities. What do you mean? What do you mean? Facebook owns Oculus. Oh, you mean that they're doing what Google Maps does, but to create it virtually Mm -hmm. and the, yeah, people are already buying up like, uh... There's. there's I, yeah, this, I don't. I, okay. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to go too into far. that. Yeah. <coughs> but this is really tragic. I, I. I can't even imagine how one day a building can be there or a series of buildings. For,
0: I mean, particularly one that's made of like concrete blocks, right? Like, right. You know what I mean? That's just that's crazy to me.
1: Drew says one door further down. The house is standing, barely a scratch on it, only a few missing shingles, but not enough to warrant the use of scarce and now precious tarps to protect the roof. But the horse barn behind the the house completely destroyed while all of the family's horses were in it. Somehow or other, two of the horses survived. A ways further up the road, the tornado crossed again, passing through a churchyard. If you don't look too hard, the church looks fine but it's tilted a little. The entire 150-plus-year-old church building shifted nearly a foot off of its Whoa. foundation. Wow. We take a ride off Sharon Highway, and I know that in spite of being prepared for what I was bound to see, I'm actually in a mild state of shock. I'm on a first-name basis with some of the people that live on that road. Another right turn, and we're pulling into my in-law's house. The only way home is to drive back out the same route later. I try to put it out of my mind and enjoy time with my family. What I end up thinking about is this, even though my in-laws were without power for some time after the event, along with many others, is that there was one very little someone with a radio could have done. Oh, Oh, yeah. Is that there's very little someone with a radio could have done beyond widespread activation of the Skywarn network. The real heavy lifting was done by neighbors who know each other's names, who could look out their whole and intact home and seeing a family staring at a ruin. I believe that as hams, there are ways that we can make a difference. But I also believe, as you and Josh have said many, many times, that knowing your neighbors, having a plan, knowing their plan, them knowing your plan, (laughs) that's how you save lives and provide comfort in one of those situations community. With that, I applaud the efforts of everyone who is making a serious effort to be prepared and self-sufficient in the event of such a disaster. I would only ask that you choose to be prepared enough to help someone else with more than just some RF should the need arise. I believe that the spirit exists within the community around the podcast and certainly more broadly as well. Don't let that stop you from knowing that you can communicate Effectively in a power outage situation because that could last for some time, but don't don't let that be the extent of your preparedness. This is a really fantastic point, and I am I'm so sorry for all of the people who experienced um, this kind of devastation.
0: Yeah, it's I, sobering. Particularly if you see it, I mean, and then as the example, he, he knows the people, right? Yeah. It, it It's a good point, you know, to to consider how you are prepared, but then make sure that you are appreciating the disasters you could experience, right? And then you're planning also somewhat appropriately for that. And it's something you you build up to. Take your time with it because the faster you try and get to where you're going... You're, you, you might make some mistakes, right? Yeah. If you just go, I got to get all this stuff right now. I'm not prepared without it. You'll likely buy a lot of stuff you don't need. And it's kind of like after doing it for a while, then you, you'll learn what you do need. It's something that you got to, it's a mindset change, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: One of the most amazing things to me about tornadoes though, is that because they just completely demolish buildings and, move things around literally your possessions could end up anywhere right like in a fire you know that that's gone Mm -hmm. it's it's embers Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but theoretically some of your items could end up like photo albums or something somebody could end up finding your photo album miles away and bring it back to you which kind of reminds me maybe put your name and contact information or something on your things. If you're in a tornado area
0: by a label maker
1: Uh, or just a Sharpie, that's that's okay too. Okay. You know, figure out a way to get your things back to you if somehow they are removed. But, uh, I just, I just can't even imagine. Scary. Yeah. Well, uh, Drew says now I want to add something a bit lighter. Well, thank you, Drew. To prove that the world is not altogether such a gloomy place, yesterday, Monday, January 3rd, the UPS truck driver brought me a package from HRO. The package contained a FT-991A and an epic power gate. Oh, cool. The latter is a tool for later, and this radio will be part of a go box so that I can take my shack on the road. But the radio. Today, I hooked that up to my Buddy Stick Pro and set that up for 20 meters. After checking the SWRs with my rig expert, it tuned up to it tuned up nicely to 20 meters, uh, 1.06, and pulled the POTA spotting website and did a little listening. A lot of what I was hearing was in and out and I could usually only hear one side of the exchange. After a while, I decided to set my antenna up for 40 meters and found several park activations taking place. Oh, great. And I could hear both sides of the exchanges. Since I was already signed up with the Poda. app, I waited until I heard a contact wrap up and KC4ZUA call CQ again. He was getting some responses, but I waited for a beat and for the train wreck to happen, then called with my call sign, figuring it was worth a shot. Well, he jumped right back with my call sign, and we exchanged signal reports and locations. And just like that, I had my first HF contact. Wow! Hoda made it so easy. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. Make shoots of. That's,
0: <laughs> that, uh, that That's does fantastic. Help. And, you know, again, the best... So one of the best things about Poda is that it's a you know what the exchange is. There's not a lot of chit chat for people that are starting out. They may not be looking for a lot of chit chat. That might be right a little too much. So um going after just running in there for an activation might help. Being a chaser, as we call it.
1: So I I kind of understand now after I have been using the ID fifty two mm-hmm. and you know, letting it scan and listening, <clears throat> it does feel very much like fishing to me. It's like, I'm just, I, I've cast out. you got out, a little fish finder. Yeah. On the yeah. <laughs> I basically cast my rod with, uh, with scanning the, the, putting mm-hmm. it on scan. And I
0: love the analogy you're trying to paint. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I literally. Wa- I was wondering why you kept like shaking the radio, like
1: you were casting. I'm like, wow. I tied some flies, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just kept whipping it back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Found the the longest whip antenna I could find. That's
0: right. <laughs> She's got an debris on the uh,
1: yeah
0: the ID fifty two now.
1: I'm casting my RF.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: but really, so it must be extremely exciting when suddenly the band comes alive because somebody's doing a POTA activation and you're hearing all of this activity, right? It's oh yeah. Like a sudden pocket. Especially if you're in an area where there's not a lot of ham activity.
0: Oh yeah. It's it's wonderful.
1: So Drew continues, anyway, I'm thoroughly hooked and I think I'm going to throw a hundred and thirty three foot and fed half wave up, Ooh. and that should get me ten meters to eighty meters with a little work. But tomorrow I plan to set up my Wolf River coil and try that. But Drew has come such a long way from it, from being only on CB to just full blown, all the antennas and <laughs> as high as possible.
0: It's true, I love it.
1: Thank you for sharing your journey this far. It's like watching the evolution of a ham, you know, or listening to, right? In my case, reading, though. Josh, (laughs) my my father gave my family a 3D printer for Christmas. (gasps) Oh, This is exciting. Mm -hmm. I heard you say you were getting back into it after you found your glass plate. I got to tell you, I'm hooked. My daughter is hooked. My wife wants me to print things for her. My son wants me to help him design a pickup cover for a uh, bass guitar he's building. At least I found a local filament dealer. This is, yeah, 3D printing is a hobby that feels like you can make anything and the possibilities are endless. And the ingenuity behind some of these designs is amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I love the ones where it's like, well, I I didn't want to I didn't want to go to Lowe's <laughs> and buy so, this three dollar part. <laughs> so I spent three hours uh, designing it in the modeling software, and then it took another ten hours to print. <laughs> but.
1: I have it now, but I have it now, and I'm sharing it with you. And here you yeah. go, it's not the universe. All right, well, Drew signs off. Leia, keep Josh on the straight over there, and y'all enjoy your evening. Thanks for the podcast. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Seventy three Drew, A.K.A. Trailhound K O Four T W Q. Thank you, Drew. Thank That's you. A, thank you for sharing your tornado experience too. It's uh. It's very sobering. and It is, yeah. I, I've just never experienced anything like it before. So here, you are quite the wordsmith as well. So it really took me through the experience. Mm-hmm. So well done. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Welcome back. Well, for you, seconds. Us, what was it, 48 hours?
1: 48 hours.
0: We opened up a second beer from Grimus. This one, did you take a sip yet?
1: I haven't. I was, oh, good. I thought I needed to wait because of the last time. You so know this ever? is an
0: IPA, but <laughs> hang on to your butts. This is a milkshake, double India pale ale, brewed with pineapple, key lime, and vanilla.
1: This is so confusing. It's like, take all of the beer methods, And put them in one beer. Milkshake Double IPA. Oh
0: my gosh, Leah, you're going to love that. Am I going to love it? You are going to love it.
1: It's got lactose in it, right? Uh, That's that's my new thing. (laughs) I'm moving away from stouts and into it. Milkshake is
0: brewed with lactose, yes. Sometimes called a creamsicle.
1: Oh, that's good. This is really good. It's like tart, but... Very refreshing. But like creamy...
0: And it's a double, so it's probably a bomb. Oh, it's seven point five. That's not that bad.
1: Fantastic. Okay, thank you, Grimace.
0: Well, we're we're back. So that means we're continuing right along with this train, the email train.
1: It's a tower. It's Doesn't a tower.
0: It's, it's a tower that goes. It's it a train only, that goes up.
1: It, it only moves inside. Only the stairways move inside.
0: Oh, it's not an exterior stairwell, like a scary stairwell. No. <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. I found out from the Oculus that I have a fear of heights.
0: Yes, you do. Apparently. <laughs> Virtual heights.
1: Yes. I've even jumped out of a plane.
0: That's the crazy thing about this to me. <laughs> You've jumped out of a plane.
1: But I will not go off the Oculus plank.
0: While standing...
1: In my living room. <laughs>
0: that really is weird to me.
1: That That just speaks to the... The real virtual reality. <laughs> I I don't think anything bad's going to happen.
0: Okay, so what's the problem?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I just I look down and I just don't want to go down there. <laughs> I don't know. It just l- looks so high up.
0: Oh my gosh! This, this beer is so good. It's it's fantastic. It's got like orange Julius hints and yes. notes to it.
1: It's Ocean Key is the brewery. Oh my
0: gosh! This is so good.
1: Or is it hop? No, it's Hop Butcher
0: hop butcher
1: yeah hop butcher is the brewery and the varietal is ocean key wow that's if you can get some of that if you're living near Grimes, why don't you
0: it, if you grab some of that so if you're an ipa drinker i said it's a double ipa but all the other flavors are really bringing that down it's not very bitter at all so don't go into it if you're a big uh, hop head hop head <laughs> you never heard that before no i didn't just come up with it it's a thing
1: Oh, that, I thought it was called like a Bitter Ben, you know?
0: That's just what the British say. Okay.
1: <laughs> this first email is titled The Thumb Wars, and this is from Lynn. So, Josh, am I wrong, but was your reference to The th- God Thumb an absurd comedy that growing up you had to know someone to witness the stupidity?
0: I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: Apparently you didn't know someone. That's... <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to pick your brain. <laughs> I
0: have no idea what that is.
1: I wanted to pick your brain about ham adjacent fields to work in. Mm-hmm. What can one do to take this ham radio interest and do something with it as far as a career?
0: Well, you can go into RF RF engineering. Any kind of wireless technologies are going to be adjacent.
1: You could be an astronaut.
0: You Hypothetically, you you could. Most of the astronauts are hams, but more specifically, engineering of a lot of different ways, electrical engineering for understanding circuits and electronics. Obviously RF engineering for the for antennas. That can lead you to high frequency stuff and work in microwave spaces. That could lead to cell phones, working on for cell phone providers as a technician, or working on research and development in that space. A lot of this is going to be STEM-based. I I hope you understand. But as as radios become more computer-based and SDR-driven, software engineering is still going to be just as valuable as it is now. Oh, thank you, Alexa. Computer, stop.
1: Whoa. (laughs) What was Alexa about to tell us? I
0: have no idea. (laughs) That was Noah trying to talk to us again.
1: (laughs) We've installed a military base outside your home. (laughs) We're on to you.
0: But it's underground.
1: That's what all that digging was. I thought they were working on the sidewalks. <laughs> the Noah guys are really small. <laughs> <That's>...
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> that's why That's why they have to make a, a, a whole blog about getting captured, because they're so easy to catch and oh, hold on to, because yeah. they're small.
1: Yeah, it's like Elf on the Shelf, but it's like Noah in the radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> Have you heard of
1: <laughs> Noah's Noah always Noah, listening to you? <laughs> Noah
0: in a Noah radio.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so did you wrap up the jobs? Is that uh,
0: there's there's so many that and it probably goes on further than that too. Oh, you can go into public broadcasting, radio, like actual, you know, if you if you really just like talking to people and you don't like the technical aspect, radio is still a thing, guys. AM radio, shortwave radio, maybe less the shortwave stuff. But yeah, AM radio is still super popular, FM radio, and if you're in college, a good way to get started in that, to get into broadcasting, is uh, get involved with the local radio station if your campus has one.
1: Yeah, and you get great perks if you do that. (laughs)
0: Like what?
1: Free concert tickets.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to tell me, like, free records. (laughs) (laughs) What? Free CDs, <laughs> free mixtapes, free eight tracks, <laughs> free mini disc, free DAT, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> free DAT. What's DAT? DAT is another type of uh, physical media. Okay. They're like big tapes. Big All tapes. Right. Okay. How about VHS? Okay. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're not going far back enough. There's just I, a guy. I, just you went eight track and then you I went was all over the back place.
0: forward yeah.
1: to VHS. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 45.
1: Uh, Laser free. disc. <laughs> free clippy iPods.
0: <laughs> free nomad MP3 player. Uh,
1: free zoons. <laughs> zoons. That's a good one.
0: That's a good one. I had one of the first Sony MP3 players when they when Sony got into it. Sure. <laughs> Sony had this like very hardcore um copyright protection system. Yes. Where, uh,
1: down you, to proprietary cables. Oh
0: my god. No, no, no. This is worse. You had and it was a really cool MP3 player it was called the Clip or something like that. Uh-huh. You had to load software on your on your computer, right? Okay. And you had to load all your – it's going to start talking about that government base again. Uh, and you had to load all your MP3s that you had into the, the Sony application. And then when you connected your, click, your clip to it, you had to check in and check out songs. What? It didn't have an exposed file system. So you couldn't just <laughs> drop songs into the thing and disconnect it. Like You had to use this app, which was a janky pile of junk, to check in and out your own, your own music. And I'm like, is this a library? Is this a Dewey Decimal System? Am I having to catalog my own things? I, have a, I think it shipped with like a, a six-inch rubber stamp that had the big mechanism that you had to change the date on because if it was wrong, it wouldn't accept it. No,
1: yeah, you know, it's so funny that God, you I'm said so janky pleased. because my friend asked me today if we have a subscription to Epic, which is like an online kids library. It's an
0: MMO for math.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's Prodigy. I'm talking well, not Epic. Whatever. So it's an online library, and she was like, "Oh, do you do you like it?" She's texting me, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, "Well, I don't read it." <laughs> <Right? It's, laughs> but and then she was like, "I just think that the r- kids read really kinky things on it." And then, <laughs> what? Exactly. And then and then I was interested. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I didn't dive that deep into the library. <laughs> And she was like, oh, I meant janky. Janky. (laughs) Like, what? God, Sarah.
0: That just means her phone, like, auto. (laughs) Anything close to kinky, it it drops it.
1: All right, well, Lynn signs off. Enjoy what the both of you are doing.
0: (laughs) Whatever that is.
1: Sorry for derailing your email.
0: The. Yeah. The first, uh, the first podcast back from the break, I think everybody's <laughs> just completely on their own yeah. schedule and mental space. Like we're all just living in the same world, but in different worlds, <laughs> just in different universes. <laughs> That's it. That's even better. Yep.
1: I'm not allergic to bees. And how can Iron Man not be the best? I don't know. Iron Man is the best. Captain America. He has ham radio software. And mechanics at his I have disposal. I've never
0: seen ham radio. How
1: do you think that they communicate from suit to suit?
0: So you think Tony Stark's dragging a two meter Yaggy behind him?
1: <laughs> he is the antenna. Oh my god.
0: It's I mean, ra- yes, of ra- course. <laughs> high frequency stuff they can do. I just I just like the idea of like he pushes a button and a Yagi <laughs> like unfolds.
1: That would be Inspector Gadget?
0: Okay. He's a little Inspector Gadget. Zoinks.
1: Uh, the- the most relatable, and therefore, in my opinion, the best Avenger.
0: Hey, how is Tony Stark the most any, relatable?
1: Anyway, because he's into ham radio, software, and mechanics. He's Not
0: into ham radio. In no time have I seen ham radio in any of the Marvel movies. Okay,
1: we're gonna go back and watch all of them. I mean, from now the beginning. people are
0: gonna email me if I'm yes. Wrong. How is he relatable to anyone?
1: He's just you know he's this like underdog. He's he is like the most intelligent man. No, but Robert literally Downey R&D Jr. Is, you, can't, you, gotta, you, can't, you have to complete no, them you can't. That's how Iron Man got made No, They were like who is An actor that everybody knows That like would risk Anything
3: no, <laughs> For so, a movie
1: this guy Who got so drunk <laughs> And needs to, <laughs> to recover
0: Fun fact uh, Tony Stark The comic book hero is a Recovering alcohol you see No, Leia, no, you can't, you can't, we've already said it has to be in the the, MCU box. It has to stay in the box. Listen, (laughs) listen, Tony Stark in the movie does like all the R and D on his own. Yes. That's insane. So
1: he has to know about our The
0: efficiency of that and how man would is he have impossible. made
1: the radios work? Well, that's because he had why Pepper are you Potts. About radio- no, she didn't <laughs> do anything. Well, he, he was efficient because he had a woman like Pepper Potts. No, you need a team of hundreds <laughs> of engineers <laughs> no. to be
0: able to do what he accomplishes.
1: Pepper Potts did it with crystals, okay?
0: <laughs> Upper hoo jade eggs. And candles that smell like where the jade egg is.
1: (laughs) But also steaming. Oh,
0: God.
1: (laughs) All right. Sorry again, Lynn. 73. Lynn. (laughs) Sorry, Lynn. (laughs) The next email is titled, Off the Air Ham Radio Etiquette question. Okay. FT891ATAS120 question. And what's with the superhero talk? Well, Matt.
0: <laughs> well, so apropos for the timing of your email.
1: Matt says, hello, Leia, queen of all the land. Our beacon, obviously, though, not on 40 meter beacon, since you apparently are not going to study for your general anytime soon.
0: <laughs> that's, As that's evidence a real, by the last
1: podcast. <laughs> real bring it up and then punch them when they're down kind of
0: thing. That's a compliment sandwich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And hello to you, Jeff, who recently lamented a not being burned in a greeting recently. I think the all the good ones have pretty much been used.
0: Maybe. I mean There's some there's probably still some good.
1: You ones could call there. him the Hawkeye of ham radio. Oh, whoa.
0: <laughs> Just I have 13 arrow antennas. <laughs> yeah. That's what I brought. 13 arrow antennas.
1: Only one radio.
0: <laughs> <One's it. laughs> All right. Every time I make a contact, I just throw the one away, (laughs) put a new one on.
1: But you've engineered the antennas to do different things. They're trick antennas. Mm
0: -hmm. One only interferes with my neighbor's television. (laughs) (laughs) One only turns the microwave on and off. (laughs) That's why I got rid of it. (laughs) And the other one sets off fire alarms. Yeah. All things. Oh, and and, uh, another one trips the GFCI switches in the home. (laughs) Very inconvenient. Very inconvenient. What I can do as a superpower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your inconvenience, man.
0: RF inconvenience man
1: what do you do uh, I cause like people to walk really slowly down crosswalks so that even after their stop Stein has stopped and my, your green light has gone they're still right in the they middle just, of the crosswalk they
0: don't trust it they, they can't trust anything Yeah, <laughs> nothing is safe from the RF inconvenience man
1: uh, or like you've taken up all the parking spaces so you have to park in the back you did that. <laughs> That's... Mm-hmm. Okay. My first question is about off the air etiquette. My recent uh, my recently gifted to me a ten meter and radio and hamstick. Okay. The radio seems to work, except the screen does not work. Oh, I I don't know that I would call that working.
0: <laughs> it's mostly there. <laughs>
1: He told me he has a guy who's willing to fix it for me, and nothing was said about payment. I feel awkward offering money, so I thought the right thing might be to offer a nice bottle of bourbon instead. Is this a good practice in this case?
0: Well, assuming, I mean,
1: how much this is this less of an
0: off the air <laughs> etiquette for ham radio and more of just like how you deal with this kind of situation? Is these situations like these. Sure. Kind
1: of. If this guy's a
0: recovering alcoholic, no. Right. <laughs> um, but if it's bourbon, and I would like keep bourbon? the bourbon and give him a 20.
1: Oh, Pay really? for the
0: parts, give him a 20. Keep the bourbon.
1: How much is the radio?
0: He's not. It's not about the radio. It's about the repair.
1: No, he was gifted a 10-meter radio. Yeah. And the person who gave it to him told him he has a guy who's willing to fix it. for him so he's been gifted a radio that doesn't all the way work
0: yeah he's talking about the guy who's going to do the repair
1: no he's talking about the guy who gave it to him is this
0: i don't get it because i wouldn't give that guy anything it's a broken radio Mm. am i am i am i the asshole (laughs) (laughs) what i okay wait wait, wait, reread it let's do this okay
1: I'm assuming this says, my friend recently gifted me a 10-meter radio. He
0: said gift.
1: And hamstick.
0: I don't pay people when they give me things. Okay. Okay.
1: The radio seems to work, except Mm. the screen does not work. Okay. He told me he has a guy who is willing to fix it for me, and nothing was said about payment.
0: Payment for the repair.
1: Oh, okay. Well, how do you know how much the repair was?
0: It's about 20 bucks in part, and, and the parts. Okay. Or if he has the parts, then just give him a 20. It's going to be 20 bucks is what I would say.
1: He's talking about what he's going to give the guy who's fixing it? Yes. Or the friend who's the getting friend, it fixed?
0: The friend gifted him the radio. Yes. you get, So the friend knows a guy who can fix it. The friend's not <sighs> going to take the radio back and the friend's <laughs> going to take it to the guy.
1: I see. The friend is going to give
0: the number of the guy.
1: Oh, in the, a case like this, I would say, what do I owe you? And if he says nothing, then you go, well, here is a tin of, I don't know, Danish cookies. That has a sewing kit in it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No cookies. Just a sewing kit.
1: Do not eat the needles. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I would just ask him how much you owe him and then.
0: Yeah. Because you can easily just say, how much do I owe you? And they are like, oh, nothing. Well, let me pay for the parts or something. Yeah. You know.
1: All right, there we go. Here's my second question and I am sure the answer is cut and dry. Okay. When running the FT891 with the Addis 120 is Atos. Atos 120 is a tuner required? The way I read the description of the antenna is that it automatically adjusts length to give you the lowest SWR possible. Correct. However, I was having a conversation with a club member, and he said you need to run a tuner with it.
0: He is wrong, wrong, wrong. Could you enlighten me, please? Sure. The FT-891 has a mode in it for running the ATOS 120. It will either adjust up or down the coil in that antenna to give you the exact match for the frequency you are on. You never run a tuner with it.
1: What would happen if you ran a tuner with
0: it? You could likely hurt the antenna.
1: Okay, well, tell your club member to not hurt his antenna. (laughs) I don't know where
0: this stuff comes, I don't know who comes up with this stuff. Sometimes there's like, I'm wrong all the time, like totally wrong all the time. But this one is very straightforward. Like you just set it up right and it just always works. I've been running it in my car for what, like two years now, Mm -hmm. that antenna, no tuner, the radio handles it all. It sends DC voltage to the antenna, and it either adjusts it up or down, and it just works. And it works really well, actually, because from Southern California, I can talk to the East Coast on that thing, on 100 watts, without much problem.
1: Without a tuner? No tuner. All right.
0: It's a loaded coil, right? It's a loaded coil antenna. So like a Wolf River coil, a Buddy Stick Pro, the ATOS 120, those are loaded coils, meaning they're supposed to be adjusted for resonance. Never do you put a tuner in. Never do you put a matching network. There is very little situation where you would ever, ever, ever do that.
1: Okay. Well, Matt continues. Last, what is with all the talk about fictitious people with superpowers? I have a real superpower, and I know there are others. My superpower is that I can make anyone who you are waiting on arrive immediately. That's a great power. Okay. It is the reason my doctor said I need to find a new doctor and I'm no longer welcome. (laughs) Okay. Yes, it is flatulence. (laughs) I don't know how that works. If I'm waiting for a customer and I can't hold it in anymore, the customer will appear immediately. And if they don't walk away quick enough, they usually look like they have been hit with a flashbang, followed by looking like they are being attacked by a swarm of bees. I am not allergic. (laughs) I was at the doctor's office and I had been waiting for 45 minutes. Just when the room hit the peak fuel air mixture, the doctor walked in and then left. I had to wait another 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) I like the peak air fuel mixture. That was great. <laughs> painting a, uh, a canvas with your words.
1: <laughs> Matt signs off. Anyways, I hope you are well, and I appreciate all that you both do for the ham community. Although Leia could probably do more if she was a general. Mm. Happy New Year at seventy three, duh, and it's literally spelled D U H. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not messing it up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Duh, Matt. <laughs> K7YEG. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> and uh, good luck with your superpowers.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe hit the beano. Yeah.
1: The next email is titled IC 2730 versus AT 578 from last episode. And this is from Russ, our friend in Vermont that sends maple goodies. Mm -hmm. Good evening. Afternoon for y'all. Well, yeah, no evening. I I don't know. I mean, for you, when you hear this, maybe morning. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Josh, you said that the IC2730 would be a better radio for the emailer if he wanted simplicity to use. I agree. But it is, as you said... Only analog. The 2730 has a much more simple interface as compared to the 578. And that, in my opinion, is because the manufacturer had the ham in mind versus the fleet type company. My feeling is that it ultimately depends on the ham and what they want to accomplish in the realm of ham radio. For myself, I started in ham and evolved into public safety and radios like Motorola, Vertex, etc. These were all clunky menu systems. Yes. So naturally, I started gravitating towards commercial grade gear as it seemed to be better quality. Having said that, Anytone is not commercial grade. Okay, good. Thank you. Nor is ICOM's ham radio line. DMR can be inherently difficult to set up initially if you aren't familiar with the programming commercial if you aren't familiar with programming commercial radios Mm -hmm. when i first started with dmr i was perplexed with the whole talk group contacts receive groups but after learning about code plug construction and import functions the whole dmr process became easier sure now we can simply download contact repeater and the whole nine yards from various sites
0: Okay.
1: The only thing that still causes grief is when I have to hex the frequencies into the 33-centimeter radios, non-front panel programming radios, and learning the CPS from new manufacturers. All right. Okay. Your recent piece where you showed Leia the ID-52 made me a little jealous as it seemed so easy to program, user, and the whole waterfall display. Ooh, it is amazing. The ID 52 is an amazing radio. It is. I actually listened to um, a net. Mm-hmm. when was it last weekend? the weekend? Anyways, I woke up on Saturday and was like, "Give me my radio back." Yeah. And then uh, I turned it on while I was folding laundry. heard people just talking, just talking.:
0: That's what they do on the radio. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. All right. Well, Russ says, anyhow, I need to get back to work trying to finish up the day. So much COVID and my word vomit. Oh, no. Hey, Nate. Hey, hey, Nate. Want some snow, ice, etc.? Come up and you could even do some poda. There you go, Nate. 73, Russ. P.S. Still love hanging out on Analog Simplex.
0: Okay. So... That that's kind of the trick with these emails is I don't know anything about the background of the person. Sure. I just know like maybe they've been a ham for a while, maybe mm-hmm. they haven't, right? I don't mm-hmm. I don't really know. So generally I'm well, generally I'm providing a generalization. Mm. In this case, is this is
1: more jabs about me not being a general.
0: <laughs> no. In, in this case, if you are one of what I would consider a niche group that has background with commercial radios or is a first responder then maybe you'd be fine with the DMR radio. But I I don't think I'd recommend it um, against the 2730. I I just... I don't, unless the person is just like, yep, I want to do DMR, that's all I want to do, I want to do DMR. Because it's not fun to use that radio in in, in analog. It's not fun to program it, to just do analog. It's... Writing a code plug is not fun. Nobody sits down and goes, boy... I wish I could write more code plugs. Nobody you ever, don't no nobody ever nobody's ever said that. I I don't think so.
1: <laughs> the most exciting of plugs to code. It, the most
0: exciting <laughs> to code. Yeah. No, I I'm I'm not I'm not against the radio. I just I feel like you you're you're going to get a 2730 for less than you would pay for the AnyTone and for a new ham they're going to get more Fast learning from the twenty seven thirty than they are from the five seventy
1: eight. All right. Well, thank you, Russ. The next email is titled "Getting Into the Hobby," and this is from our cheese smoker extraordinaire Adam, mm. Josh, and Leia. I extremely enjoyed the email from Mike K E zero V I M. Yeah, I really enjoy hearing about people's journey into the hobby. So, I figured I would share mine. In north central Washington, with all its mountains, CBs have always been big, especially with the loggers. Growing up, my father always had one in his pickup. Pick his pickup. Loggers <laughs> in the area still use them quite a lot, although some of them do run two meter rigs doing simplex. Don't tell anyone. I warn ones I know when I can. I had kicked it around for years, but summer 2020, when planning a camping trip into an area that was being logged, I figured it was time to install a CB in my truck you do not want to come nose-to-nose with a log truck on those roads. They are typically just barely wide enough for the both of you, and those drivers tend to go a touch fast, but they also call out their location on the CB as they run up and down the mountains. Upon installation, I read something about a thing called SWR. Oh, yeah. I got a cheap $10-ish, swr meter and tried to calibrate but it made no sense i had remembered our school resource officer sam ki7 cdg had talked quite a bit about radio type stuff so i got a hold of him after driving up to his farm he pulled out this super fancy piece of equipment and had me tuning then he showed me his radio an ft2d and aprs
0: uh-huh.
1: i was hooked yeah The trip I was planning for was a backpacking trip, and those little Garmin inReach things they sell for GPS location and text message home was like $400 plus a a huge subscription price plan. And I am a cheapskate. I went down the rabbit hole. Three weeks later, I got my tech, and within three months, I was an extra. Three months? Way to go, Adam. Your channel and Jason's Ham Radio 2.0 were the two I exclusively used. Wow, Aww, thank you. So glad that Josh could be a part of your journey. Yeah. Thanks for everything you both do for the hobby. By the way, smoked cougar dill garlic, sweet basil, and gold will be dropped off in the mail in the morning. Whoa. Thank you. I'm so the excited. Basil,
0: that sounds amazing the dill. I am dill. so
1: really excited. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Adam. And you're so good at smoking it, you know? <laughs> So it's like not only are we getting the the WSUs cheese which is
0: already amazing. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. like kicked up a notch. Like bam. <laughs> Who's that? Was that an Emerald
0: Legacy <laughs> reference?
1: Flavor Town.
0: <laughs> That's Guy Fieri. Yummo. <laughs> That's Rachel Ray.
1: Book us on. <laughs> that's
0: the the guy from Iron Chef. Not even the chairman. Right. Chairman Kaga. I like what's, what's just one shot of vodka. Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what that is from? Sandra Lee. Yes, that's right.
1: Adam signs off. Sam. How about, I
0: make bakeware that doesn't work. <laughs>
1: what? Who's that?
0: Frontier Woman. It doesn't work? No, I'm just kidding.
1: I don't know. I thought it was Pioneer Woman. Whatever. (laughs) I never watch her. My mom loves that.
0: (laughs) Loves that woman.
1: Like, how does it not work though? You put it in the oven and it never gets hot. (laughs) Because there's a use for that. (laughs) Like, it's just not the oven. I I sold all my my pants to to the International Space Station. What is that?
0: It's good for heat shielding.
1: Oh. <laughs> your pants. Your, what you said? You said pants. Pants? Then I was like, who is that? Is that Giada? I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's
0: uh, Giada's. I'm just going to put a little Vaseline on the lens here. <laughs>
1: All right. Adam signs off 73 Adam W A 7 C U G. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. All right. The next email is titled merch idea. And this is from Ryan. Hi, Leia and Josh. Love your podcast. Hello. Thank you for listening. Keep up the great work guys. I would love to see a bottle opener or coaster on your merch site. Something along these lines, but with the HRCC logo, obviously, uh, it is a bottle opener fridge magnet coaster all in one. <laughs> that's, oh, um, that's a lot of that's a lot of things to fill.
0: <laughs> I mean, any one of those things is possible. A combo unit <laughs> might be difficult.
1: We, I might have to call Iron Man to engineer this. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. If we end up making one, though, I think we might already have coasters.
0: Are you trying to trick us into a coaster?
1: (laughs) I think we have coasters. Uh, We don't have bottle openers. So if we make a bottle opener, you're getting one. I don't even know actually how to merch a bottle opener.
0: I'm sure they've got just flat speed openers that they print stuff on. I'm I'm sure about that.
1: Ryan signs off. Just a thought. Ryan KJ7WAC. Thank you so much, Ryan, for the idea. The next email is titled Ham Radio Saved the Day. Oh. And this is from Jake. I would call Jake like a junior volunteer podcast co-producer. He seems to do a lot of collaborating with Nate and okay. Rob, you okay. know? Okay. Dear Hamily, Happy New Year's. This week I went on a ski trip and brought my FT3DR with me to play around with. It was a neat experience to travel with a ham radio in an area with limited cell service. I heard hams monitor for wilderness traffic and every few houses had an antenna nearby. And by the fourth or fifth time of pointing out an antenna every time we passed, my carmates reminded me that they didn't see the need to talk about every antenna. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. When outside, I wore the radio on my ski pants and had my signal stick antenna run up underneath my jacket to keep it warm. I was a little hesitant about the clip holding on, but after some careful and planned experimentation, falling and sliding down the slope, (laughs) the belt clip had held on like a champ. While skiing, I had witnessed a young girl get in a bad crash, hitting a tree off the side of a slope.
0: Oh, wow. That's not
1: good. And when I went to check to see if she was all right, it was clear that she needed more help than I could provide. And the limited cell service that didn't reach the trail I was skiing made the phone powerless to call for help. And then I remembered, I'm a ham.
0: Wow.
1: I pulled out my radio and called up one of the local repeaters, emergency traffic, KO4JUZ, is anyone monitoring? And almost immediately, I got a response back, and after a bit of back and forth, since my signal was a little weak going into the repeater, I was able to ask the helpful ham to call ski patrol and send a medic to our location. I am more than happy to say the skier is recovering just fine with a fractured and bruised rib. Wow, like a real ham radio hero right here.
0: That's legit. That's, That's amazing.
1: Awesome. Just as a side note on the importance of wearing a helmet, if she hadn't worn a helmet, her injuries would be more likely much worse. I bet. Jake signs off, not sure about the best way to end this email, but I would like to wish everyone a safe rest of your holiday and travels, especially in these winter conditions. 73s to all, be safe. Your skiing correspondent, Jake. K-O-4-J-U-Z.
0: Nicely done, Jake. You saved the day there.
1: That is really amazing.
0: She could have been like, if she was alone, she could have been just concussed and laying out there and died.
1: Yeah, a fractured rib. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty painful. Yeah. I, uh, way to go. Way to go. Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. The next email is titled, I'm late. And this is from Fred. Or early. Hello, all. A poem for you. What a way to end the year with friends so great, Hamily close and dear. Reminded by Nate of all the people we hear who encourage us not to hesitate to get on the air and send our voices into the atmosphere. Huh. All of the content you could create, we are so glad you volunteer. For this, there is no debate. Wow. And now I shall no longer interfere in this great, uh, this great podcast estate. And I hope you persevere for the next email we must await. With the folks we most revere, onto you, Mr. Nate. 73, The Fred. P.S. Thanks for the shout out, Nate. Oh, wow. <laughs> well done. I don't even know if I did that in the right cadence. I, it sounded good. I am uh, weak on my iamic pentameter. Mm-hmm. so Okay. And now it's time. All right. And I see there was some collusion here between Fred. Nathan is expanding his team.
0: The numbers are growing.
1: First Jake, now Fred with his beautiful poem. Mm -hmm.
0: It was a nice poem. I love that. That was great.
1: The email is titled technician pool party. And this email comes from volunteer podcast (laughs) co-producer, Nathan. Okay. Hello, hooligans. It's regular old Nate, K-1-M-A-Z. The time has arrived for the new technician pool party, the National Conference of Volunteer Examiner Coordinators, NCVEC. Question Pool Committee has released a new pool, as I discussed about recently. Every once in a while, you need to get a new pool because the old one needs to be replaced from so many people using it. You (laughs) find cracks, things that are kind of confusing to new swimmers, or it's just an old design. And new, the new plastic smell of a new pool when the sun hits it, warms it, and the smell of summer childhood.
0: The off-gassing plastic.
1: This is a blow-up pool. <laughs> That's about the lifetime of a blow-up pool, too. <laughs> One year. No. The, the question pool is like a three-year cycle, right? Yeah, who's
0: folding up their... Are people doing that?
1: Yeah. Because they care about the environment, Joshua. Uh-
0: Shoe goo is the trick <laughs> for an inflatable pool, by the way. If you have an inflatable pool, go buy some shoe goo. It works really well.
1: All right. Anyway, I received an email from the ARRL explaining the changes to the question pool. Did they also explain to you how they couldn't spell amateur? <laughs> That's <wait. laughs> Rob on the on the spelling watch. Yes. <laughs> That's, Such as changing detractors, wording, totally dropping 62 questions, and adding 51 totally new ones. The difficulty level of the questions is now more balanced, and the techniques and practices addressed have been updated. Okay. I implore listeners that are studying for Technician, get it soon, especially if you've been studying the old questions Or you can take your time and wait for Gordo's new technician book, read through that, and then test with the new questions. Mm -hmm. The last option is to read and decipher the question pool straight from PDF or Word document from the NCVEC. And their website is here. I will go ahead and put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. There is a note that says, Leia, no need to read that full web link. It's kind of ugly. (laughs)
0: It's like. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, what I never caught before was that the committee members consist of one member from each of the largest VECs in the U.S. Oh. AWRL, Anchorage VEC, Glarg W5YI, and WCARs. That's W cars. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, I did another song to the cheers of some and the chagrin of others. It's called CW and Me. Sorry about the intro humming, but it might give you a little inkling of what the song is. Please play it, Josh.
3: <laughs>
2: That's Beauty and the Beast, yeah. right? <laughs> Tail as old as Morse. Sounds like beeps to me. <laughs> Barely any friends. (laughs) Then somebody sends unexpectedly. (laughs) Just a little exchange. Sure, to say the least. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared. (laughs) Sending dolls and (laughs) eats. It's not all the same. It's not a surprise. I've never done it before. I know that for sure. As my stress will rise, <laughs> I don't know the code. I feel I don't belong. Uneven beats and strange, thinking island exchange, learning I was wrong. Certain as the gray line approaches from the east. Tail as old as Morse I'll improve of course Sending does Andes Tail as old as Morse I'll improve of course <laughs> CW and me That was a beautiful ballad. I'll play with you now guys It's past your bedtime Good night Hams
0: That's pretty good
2: uh, the, the the lyrics he
0: picks and writes are always like really well thought out. There's
1: going to be a full album. I'm oh telling yeah, he's, you. it's on SoundCloud. Yeah, it's going yeah. to
0: be a SoundCloud singer. Yeah, yes, Former. exactly. That's right.
1: Nate signs off. 73 K1Maz Nathan Southern Vermont. Never let anyone treat you like a yellow starburst. You are a pink starburst.
0: <laughs> the pink starburst are probably the best. I like the dark reds though.
1: I actually don't have a like preference.
0: All of them and the yellows are. Even okay sometimes.
1: I like high chews. That's yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs>
0: that's true. I prefer uh, definitely prefer. Did hi-chews. you know
1: that there's a high chew that's bubbly when you eat it? It like what? actually feels effervescent.
0: Oh, I don't want that. It's like I Ram- don't want to foam it's, my mouth. It's Ramune and
1: cola. So oh, like okay. half I've... the bag is ramune and half the bag is colas.
0: Ramune's are pretty good though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Nate. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. All of the email. Tower correspondence.
0: All right, Leia. Leia, would you like to take your test?
1: I guess it's new test day.
0: It's new test day. It's new
1: year, new test. That's it. <laughs> Same old, not a general.
0: <laughs> One day, you just like the technician. You'll just you're like you know what? One day, I'm gonna I want to do it.
1: Someone is gonna light a fire under my butt, and then I'm gonna knock it out. Yeah. That's the fire. Yes. Then knock the fire out. Yeah. And then continue to (laughs) (laughs) knock. That's right. All right, I am on question one of 35. Mm-hmm. Does this pool change too? Am I starting over?
0: No, general's fine for a while. You're good.
1: Oh, good. How long do I have?
0: I, what does it Maybe matter? Maybe
1: that's the fire.
0: <laughs> when is does it matter? Oh, oh, when you think the deadline's coming and then you have to like go... And I'll relearn. be like, oh,
1: I've been doing this for so long.
0: <laughs> I guess I just got to buckle down and do it.
1: What type of transmitter performance does a two-tone test analyze? A, Linearity, B, percentage of suppression of carrier and undesired sideband for SSB, <coughs> C, percentage of frequency modulation, or D, percentage of carrier phase shift. I'm going to go with percentage of carrier phase sh- It's linearity. I would have not got that, that at all. At all. That's, I don't even know what that word. I thought it was made up.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Go ahead. Explain it.
0: So the, this test is basically looking for the harmonic distortion. And you use two tones so that you can test for intermodulation. Is that right? Yeah, intermodulation and the value of, because you're going to test the output, you're going to provide two signals in, right, the, the, the device okay. that do this. right. And the output can be measured. And you're looking for the intermodulation. And anything up to a certain point is acceptable. And once you start going beyond that, you have to adjust or tune the physical radio. So yeah,
1: I don't, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if, so if you send in, if you send in one signal, right, okay. you're going to get an output for that signal, right? When you put in a two tones, right, so they're two separate individual tones that exist okay. in different spa- frequency spaces. When those go in, the output can be measured of those two. Okay. Combined, Okay. And they should be a multiple of each other. Okay. And if they're not, that implies that there's intermodulation that's happening from the input to the output.
1: And that's bad?
0: Right, because then you're getting a distorted signal.
1: Okay. Got it. The next question reads, what value of an AC signal produces the same power dissipation in a resistor as a DC voltage of the same value? A, the reciprocal of the RMS value. (laughs) B, peak to peak value. C, the peak value. Or D, RMS value. I'm going to go... I don't know, peak to peak value. No, it's the RMS value. What is an RMS?
0: Root mean squared or root mean square.
1: What is that? What?
0: It's the square root of the mean square.
1: What is the mean square? <laughs> You are the worst ham sensei. I just can't.
0: A lot of this stuff I don't, I mean, this one, I, I, I so here's the thing, like two-tone <laughs> test. I've never ran a two-tone test. Most people don't, which is kind of funny because it's like, you know, it's Why a is it on the test. test? Because the, the expectation is that you can go and do this if you so desired to do.
1: I can also make cinnamon rolls. That's not on a test. <laughs> <laughs> well, that
0: has nothing to do with RF. I mean, it's, it's tasty when you make it, but...
1: So, so what is a mean square?
0: So I, the, the RMS is a set of values, a uh, set of values is the square root of the arithmetic mean of the square of the values. What value? Square... <laughs>
2: the value of what? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what kind of gibberish is this? Is this, am I being pumped?
0: <laughs> For alternating electric current, RMS is equal to the value of the constant direct current that would produce the same power dissipation in a resistive load.
1: Okay. All right. So you've just rephrased the question back to me. This is, this is great. I'm just calling Gordon. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let, let's go to uses really quick. So, you're right. doing uses. Uh, bup, 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 bup. So the simple way to think about this is if you're if you're building something and you're applying a certain amount of power, a certain voltage, you can determine based off of the resistive load that you're putting into, right, a circuit that you're building, right? You need to know what that value is okay. so that you're running through the resistance or through the resistive load without giving it too much or undervolting it or something.
1: So it's like the that. root of the mean of Square. that value
0: right it's rms over ac plus dc is equal to rms to the power of two over dc plus rms
1: i really do have to look at a book
0: you, you would have to look at the math yeah. on this one this is a mathematical calculation all right then something i do every day <laughs> i, I see
1: i see you do it all, all the, time. the time it's actually one of your screens on the oculus that's right yeah <laughs> Number three, what measurement is specified by FCC rules that regulate maximum power output? A, forward, B, PEP, C, RMS, or D, average? It's B, PEP. Thank you.
0: You got it.
1: Finally. Finally.
0: Envelope power.
1: I don't know what it means. (laughs) I just remembered it from the test. What is the radiation pattern of a dipole antenna in free space in a plane containing the conductor? A, it has a pair of lobes on one side of the antenna and a single lobe on the other side. B, it is a figure eight off both ends of the antenna. C, it is a figure eight at right angles to the antenna. D, it is a circle, equal radiation in all directions.
0: They're talking about a dipole, right?
1: Yeah. hmm I'm, I'm going to say it's a circle. No, it's a figure eight <laughs> at right angles to the antenna. Yeah. It is a figure eight, right?
0: It looks like a big sky donut. And the, the, the dipole, the legs of the dipole are going through the hole. It's a sky donut. <laughs> it's a donut vertically in space. Okay? Okay. And the dipole goes to the center the wires on the dipole each side go through the hole
1: the dipole goes to the center then wouldn't it be like this
0: no because the rf comes off the horizontal ends of the dipole the tips of the wire are nulls where rf does not transmit
1: okay so the dipole is up and down
0: no it's horizontal
1: no but the physical dipole the
0: physical dipole is horizontal What it's a horizontal antenna
1: a dipole is a horizontal yes, antenna? Yes, it's,
0: it's a wire that goes out horizontally from one side and another wire that goes out horizontally
1: oh, okay, from the other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking about the the mast.
0: That's right? not the antenna.
1: Okay, right. It could right, be a tree. Okay.
0: It could be between two trees. So There's it's could horizontal. Be nothing in the
1: and then it's creating a, a
0: sky donut, a vertically oriented donut with a hole in the middle.
1: But that's not a figure eight.
0: If you took a thin, a thin slice through the middle of a donut, wouldn't that look like a figure eight?
1: No, it would still be a circle. (laughs) What if it's a donut where the hole
0: is very tiny?
1: It'd still be a circle. What do you mean if you cut it in the middle?
0: It's two circles oriented vertically.
1: That's not a donut at all. Yes, it is. If you
0: made it three dimensional and went a circle out of it. What are you
1: talking about? A donut is a circle.
0: uh, yes <laughs> but if you,
1: if you cut a donut in half
0: yes. it's still a circle no i said a thin slice
1: oh oh through the middle mean, of a donut you mean you would cut it like where each side becomes a c no like if this no. is a donut so it's a donut it's like this it's you cut it this no, no, no. way uh, and i'm looking uh, at it this you're way you're
0: not you're, you're, you're <laughs> stop you're talking and it's very confusing to explain this take a donut Take a two millimeter slice right through the middle. You're going to get two circles. And if it's one of those donuts where there's a very but, small hole, is that not a figure eight? Yes. There you go.
1: Okay. But I was thinking about slicing it the other way. Yeah. I don't know why. Like a bagel?
0: Yes. No. No. <laughs> And in that case, <laughs> the dipole is like the schmear. <laughs> no, no. I can understand. Okay, okay, but, okay. So vertical donut. Yes. The hole is in the middle of the donut.
1: Okay. The dipole
0: legs are coming out of the hole. Okay. That donut is the RF pattern of a dipole.
1: It's like a very big donut.
0: Huge donut.
1: Okay. <laughs> goes from end to end. no. Of, of the dipole. No. It had,
0: the <laughs> ends are perpendicular to the vertical donut's hole. Right,
1: right, right. But I'm saying the the width or the height of the donut is end to end?
0: It's bigger than end to end.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Big, big vertical donut, little dipole in the middle okay. of the hole, horizontal.
1: <laughs> All right. That was a terrible explanation. <laughs> no. I, everybody
0: listening to this is going, yep, donut reference. That's, that's how I explain dipoles. <laughs> And then, no, not like a bagel.
1: (laughs) You didn't say no, not like a bagel for a very long time. Sometimes I cut donuts like a bagel because I only like the inside.
0: (laughs) I didn't (laughs) reference bagels for a reason, because if I said thin slice of a bagel, you would have done a bagel cut. No one, (laughs) no human that I've ever met Goes, give me a half a donut, and they go, Oh, like a bagel? <laughs> Let me give you the bottom of the donut. And I'll take the frosting on the top. No one, except for maybe Ben to Edison.
1: I don't like donut frosting. I like the inside of the donut. Only glazed. glazed donut, the inside. What
0: are you talking yeah. about? You haul about the inside Sometimes. of donuts?
1: <laughs> Not Krispy Kremes, that's too hard. But like the donut shop donuts that are like really big.
0: Like the cake donuts? Oh, you're talking about the big fluffy ones.
1: The glazed, the big glazed donuts that I just eat the inside. You know you could
0: get a donut that has nothing on it.
1: I don't like the outside. I don't I don't care about the sugar. <laughs> I'm not avoiding it because of the sugar. Yeah, but if, I'm you're, just if your trying goal to is to get your hands, hands and inside. hollow out
0: the insides... <laughs> Why do you want one hand to be all covered in glaze?
1: Because maybe I want a little bite of the icing. (laughs) You've never seen me do this.
0: I have never seen this. It's a good thing, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm opening the
0: second beer now. This is too much for me.
1: All right. By the way, this is
0: a this is a very easy thing to draw on a dipole or on a dipole on a whiteboard.
1: Okay.
0: Extremely easy. It's I can not do not great for
1: podcasts. Not I guess. great for podcast.
0: I do my best. I I think I try to explain things with my words pretty well. But man, that's I did not expect the uh the the bagel gambit. Well, if this was a bunt that also has a hole. What kind of uh would this radiation pattern be? Jesus. Did not expect that. I'm trying here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but who has a donut where the hole is so small the ends are the insides are touching? There's so many
0: donuts where there's a <laughs> tiny hole. I I don't feel like you have to stretch the imagination that hard to get to where, like, I went to. You're being very concrete headed (laughs) on this one. Like, you can't even visualize a donut where the hole is very small.
1: Listen, I spent an entire summer in a donut shop, okay? The only donuts that have the tiny hole are cake donuts and those are trash. So
0: you do... <laughs> so
3: you so are I aware never, of donuts
0: have, that have... I'm not, I'm not asking you about donuts you've imbibed. I'm asking you if you can conceive of a I'm donut. And I'm going to clarify,
1: I'm not yucking your yum if you like cake donuts. They, to me, are trash. <laughs>
0: They're so trashy that she can't. She won't even allow herself to visualize one in in a a mental picture. That's how I
1: just don't enjoy a cake donut.
0: (laughs) I can't. My favorite is the still the pink frosting donut. Uh, If you're going to get a cake donut, still my favorite. It's cherry flavored. It's beautiful.
1: You know what? I think the reason I don't like cake donuts, it's not actually that cake donuts are bad. I spent a summer in a donut shop. My parents had nobody to watch me, so I stayed with my aunt. She owned a donut shop, so I would just hang out at the donut shop with her. But why? The and then I would on the cake donut. And then I would get to choose any donut I wanted to okay. eat. Okay. Okay. And I was a little girl, so I was like, obviously, frosted donut with sprinkles. It's always a cake donut. Mm-hmm. And every time I was like, this isn't. As good as a glazed donut. But I would never choose the glazed donut because of the irresistible pull.
0: The sprinkles is a trap in a donut. <laughs> never get the donut with the sprinkles. I mean, kids get it all the time. And I'm like, you idiot.
3: <laughs> you but I was a kid. this decision.
1: And now as an adult, when I look at cake donuts, all I see is disappointment.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, what's the... Uh, what's uh what's the radiation pattern if you had a maple bar <laughs> maple bars are delicious what kind of antenna is a maple bar how do i don't to make maple bars with my radio
1: maple bars are so good they're so much better than chocolate bars too
0: oh i don't even touch i won't even go chocolate like i i have to be like very few donuts left like i was there late for me to take a chocolate donut
1: Ben really loves chocolate and when he tries to get like a chocolate donut no. at the I'm like, I don't I don't think that's gonna do what you want it to I, do. I will say though <laughs> that
0: the, the chocolate topping frosting on the crispy cream donuts yes. is not bad. Yeah. That's okay. Because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. do that chocolate with the cream fill. Not the cream, the custard filled. Oh, it's good. That's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Boston cream pie.
1: Exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Boston cream pie donut. So good. What radiation pattern is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh <laughs>
1: That's a circle.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah. So that would be like a, well, no, an old, you know, the old fashioned. I'm fashion- going to
1: need a full breakdown of antenna radiation patterns by donut, using donut? <laughs> by donut dissection. I may have
0: to, I may have to do this actually now because we spent so much time. You know how, um, like a,
1: I will not watch it, but I want you to do it. Right.
0: You know, the old fashioned donut, the one that like just explodes. That's kind of like a vertical.
1: The old fashioned is the one that's like, like jagged on the top. Right? <laughs> it's the angry donut. <laughs> but it's glazed.
0: They can be or chocolate. Right? Yeah.
1: But they're basically. They're usually ke- pretty
0: thick. Too. They're
1: basically a cake donut that didn't get smoothed out.
0: No, it's a cake donut. that's like thicker, though. It's not much air in there. They're pretty dense. They're good for dipping in coffee, dunking in coffee. Anyway, that's Are you kind of like is. You're going to try to tell
1: me how an old fashioned donut is made. It's just a cake donut made to look ugly. How did okay. they do it? It's the, whatever the dropping mechanism is, is different.
0: You're saying it's the same batter?
1: This is my, this is my memory telling me
0: yes. From all the donuts you made when you were five?
1: I wasn't five. How old were you? I don't know, like Ben's age. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember so many things. Like customers would come in and hang out with me. I would show them my Barbie. <laughs> That's,
0: That's a little weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then you don't want me to tell you what I did with the Barbie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't want to know. Okay, last question: What is the approximate length of the driven element of a Yagi antenna? A half wavelength, B one fourth wavelength, three, or C three fourths wavelength, or D one wavelength. I'm gonna go with the half wavelength. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You want to know what's cool I got about to. that? You want to know it because it's a driven element. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just a dipole. It's
1: just a dipole.
0: The the part that connects your coax. Just, just a dipole. It's a donut. That's just a well. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How do I use a donut to explain a yaggy? It's
1: many donuts. No, it's not. It's
0: It's one donut? It's like a a twist. No, it's it's a donut. It's a donut where it's it's actually like an oval, like a big oval donut. But Uh the hole is like way over on one side. (laughs) But again, vertically stacked. If it's a vertical, if it's a horizontal yagi, it's a vertical donut. It's just got a really big proboscis off the front of it.
1: <laughs> that's
0: donut a, proboscis.
1: That's not a donut.
0: <laughs> is they it got it like, like voodoo donuts. Is it
1: like a pan au chocolat? <laughs> is, it, is it like that, where because the chocolate's like in the middle, but like very far to the bottom?
0: No, the, the yagi. The only thing the Yagi's doing is it's reflecting the rf forward and then focusing it. So the hole is at still at the at the driven element of the yagi. But imagine all the dough of the donut is getting pushed in the direction of the increasingly shorter elements of the yagi. All the dough gets pushed that way. So it's just a big oval donut. It's
1: like a like a bear claw. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It it could be like a a a bar kind of, <laughs> um, but you got a hole like where the driven element is, and again the knolls are you know the side of the Yaggies is a null basically.
1: Oh, so it's like a bar donut, but some monster decided to fill the cream not on the end side but like in a lower middle. No. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing.
0: I got nothing on that one. <laughs> I'm out of uh, donut options on the uh, antenna pattern.
1: That was a bad analogy, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's still just a dipole. It's just, still just a dipole with extra pieces on the back and the front. That's how they work. It's pretty straightforward.
1: Not a donut, though. <laughs> That's...
0: I mean, they're antennas, Leia. So. Mmm. At the end of the day. <laughs> it all comes down to antennas. Okay, so show topic. I uh, I hinted it and I talked about it on Ham Nation this last week. Here, virtual reality, VR, VR. So I I want I want before we before we start talking about the ham radio aspect of this because I think I got to put people into somewhat of a a perspective. So virtual reality is just a monitor that you wear on your head.
1: Yes, that's all it is. But also with sound.
0: Well, let, let me get through the monitor part first. It's just a a big, it's a monitor that you put on your face that's really close to your eyes that knows when you turn your head. And because it knows that you're turning your head, it's moving the picture of what you're supposed to be looking at in time with your turns. So if you do a 360, you're in a 360 degree world, whatever it is that they're displaying on that monitor. So it's a three-dimensional experience versus just two-dimensional looking at monitors. There are headsets oh. now that exist. The one we're talking about is the Oculus Quest 2.
1: Or is it Meta Quest?
0: 2? Well, so this is, I'll mention this right up front. At the time of this recording, Facebook is Meta. Meta is Facebook. Meta owns, or Facebook owns Oculus. You have to have a Facebook account to use the Oculus Quest 2. So if anybody gets super compelled by this and they hate facebook pump the brakes a little bit because facebook announced either last week or the week before that they are no longer going to require a facebook account to access the oculus account which is good but at the same time one can just go they're facebook and they own it even if they don't require it they're still going to get all your info which is probably still true so if you're just diametrically well, opposed, all they're going to Facebook, find out
1: about me is that I'm a great dancer.
0: <laughs> yeah, every song on easy,
1: <laughs> on normal, not easy.
0: Okay, normal.
1: But all I care about is the dancing. I don't care about the challenge part of beat oh, that's the best Part
0: that's the no. best part. Lightsabers. I just want to
1: like jam angry out and like, and then do the dance. You know,
0: do the dancing. <laughs> all right. So you got this monitor that just moves around wherever you look. It, it adjusts for you. It is wireless. It connects to your Wi-Fi. It generally likes good Wi-Fi. So um, what's the – everybody's like Wi-Fi 6 is kind of the Wi-Fi that just came out in the previous model. 5 gigahertz is really good. That's what we're using at, at the house. So with this, everybody is you probably understands a little bit of this as, as I'm talking. Oh, it's for games. You know, they got the little lightsaber game where they cut the blocks in half we just talked about. It. It's called Beat Saber. But there's a whole world of productivity applications that have been start that have started to come out
1: because that's what you want to do.
0: Well, and oddly enough, if you start thinking about it, because of the world we now exist in. We're all working. Many people are working from home. Sure. Bill Gates recently came out and said in three years, (sighs) most work is going to be done virtual in a, in a, a blue collar office space
1: a blue color office sorry white
0: white collar office space environment. So if you're working on computers, spreadsheets, doing all that stuff, a lot of what you're doing, particularly collaboration type work could be technically done in a virtual reality workspace.
1: Yeah, so everything could be recorded.
0: That too. That's I'm sure corporations are looking at that from that point of view.
1: And then you could actually keep all of the the computer hardware in one location. Yeah. At the, at the office, mm-hmm. right? And then you just send everybody home with like $400 VR goggles.
0: Right, right. right. Well, okay, let, let's continue down this rabbit hole. The way that this, these these equipments are now, these headsets are now working is they'll actually interface with mice and keyboards and display them in your virtual <laughs> environment. So I have what a keyboard. What about
1: squirrels though? Squirrels? Well, they interface with squirrels.
0: Well I mean it, you said in, in the in, in my my business avatar, uh I, I, I do avatar a furry. A squirrel furry.
1: <laughs> you avatar a stick of butter. Okay.
0: That is what I made my avatar in And the then I app, recently
1: yes. changed you. You're like, what to am a I this little... stick? I
0: <laughs> know. I'm like, it's why butter, I... excuse me. <laughs>
1: I thought it was a piece of gum because I didn't have the mirror on properly. <laughs> and I was like, why am I gum? Nope. And then I changed you to a cute little Japanese anime girl.
0: You did not.
1: I did.
0: That is horrible. Did you
1: get a lot more messages?
0: People started referring to me as waifu, and I didn't know how to take that. I was Baofeng Daddy, and then I became Baofeng Waifu. Very odd. All right, so everybody's like, oh, my God, they're rambling. What the hell are you talking about? I get virtual reality. Okay, well, the productivity apps, and Leia kind of already um, started tipping the hat a little bit. Because you can put a server somewhere, a computer, a real computer, and you can remote into it with these VR headsets, you can, as of today, there's three or four applications that allow this to work. You can remote desktop into your HamShack computer. Yes. So that means you can run any of the standard things you do on your ham radio computer right now into this virtual reality headset.
1: Like everything, (laughs) everything you do on a computer.
0: Yeah, it's straight up virtual desktops. So yes, you could do that. Whatever it is you were implying with with the the (laughs) choice of, of language you use. But I meant specifically ham radio applications. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> so ham radio, any ham radio application you run on your computer can be visualized in this monitor that you're running on your head. Again, this headset. So the four applications that that work, and, and I've I've now looked at all of them and I have preferences. There are vSpatial. v Spatial has probably the most unique visual interface because what that will do is it will give you both the capability of just seeing your desktop environment. Again, desktop environment, meaning it's it's literally printing your desktop on your VR headset. And also it will create individual windows or boxes and that you can put them all over the VR, VR space for the applications you're running. So in my case, using FT8 as an example, I can run FT8, the waterfall, grid tracker, and my log all have them all kind of around me. And I can just sit in any chair in my home connected to Wi-Fi. I don't even have to be at home so long as I have a good Wi-Fi connection to the internet, I can remote in securely to my home PC. The other option is something called virtual desktop. Some of these are services, and some of these are one-time pay. Vspatial is a service. If you want to access your ham shack from inside your home, it's 4 dollars a month. Oh. That's the downside of eSpatial. Looks really good. It probably has some of the best visualization, but it is a service. The next one is virtual desktop. Virtual desktop is much simpler. It is literally just the virtual desktop. It doesn't do the visualizations of the different boxes and all that stuff.
1: But These, is it also 360? Like you have screens all the way around?
0: It doesn't create additional screens more than what you already have. Oh. So it's the two screens if you have two, three screens if you have three. V Spatial was designed to be a collaboration tool. So there's way more capability for messaging friends or messaging impl- you know people that work with you, it's sending people actual like remote access to your screens. If you wanted to, you can share access. Virtual desktop doesn't do that. Virtual desktop is more of just like single user, wants to access their computer, that's it. The advantage of virtual desktop is they have like faux environments that you can sit in, like you can be in a ski lodge. Oh. You can be in front of a fireplace. You can be in just a quiet virtual space where your monitor's just kind of floating ghostly in front of you like there's nothing around it no it doubt. actually
1: must be really nice because there's kind of this sensory deprivation thing going on where it's tuning everything in the outside world out mm-hmm. and as a result you could probably really focus
0: on ham radio which you should be
1: right. <laughs> or or whatever is, you're working on
0: you're 100 percent right leah
1: of course
0: <laughs> you are right so that was um, that's virtual desktop. The the next one was a big screen. Big screen is designed to be something that you do with friends, like watching Rick and Morty. Like you can all have a party and watch stuff. You can share videos on your computer to lots of people watching. Not recommended. I don't recommend it for ham radio. <coughs> the next one is immersion. Immersion is also a service. I actually don't know what it costs yet because I think I'm like full down the professional path I, I' like tried all of these out I, I dropped a bunch of cash to try all these out to figure out what the best one was immersion is literally for people who no joke want to access their computer and do like real work it will work with the little joysticky things it will do hand tracking it will you can add f- up to five monitors okay. onto your screen If you only have two physical monitors, it will visualize the two physicals and then make three virtual monitors that you can move applications into. It's really slick.
1: You could really clean up. Like you could remove the need for an office.
0: You could because you could just put a computer in a closet. Yeah. Have it connected to the internet. Computer says
1: she doesn't want to go in a closet.
0: She's going in the closet. (laughs) Only she said she just
1: she, she said that she just came out recently. So she, she doesn't want to go back in.
0: You're saying that our okay, <laughs> our, our computer re- recently came out of the closet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Okay, so those are the three the three apps. Now, I, what I want to make sure everybody understands and Leia kind of already mentioned it and I and I held her back a little bit. This headset is not just a monitor. It is also a microphone. And a speaker system. Yes. So if you are running something like ICOM's RSBA1 software to remote your ICOM radio or using Flex Radio software, you are going to hear whatever it is your radio is pumping into your computer. You hear whatever is going on on your radio. So you are literally connected to however your computer connects to that radio. Mm. So when you're doing FT8, if you're like me, you have the volume turned all the way down because you don't want to listen to FD8. If you're doing other digital modes, or you're doing SSTV, whatever application you're running, you are legit interfacing it directly from the computer from this virtual reality space. If you want to do single sideband, that's fine too. You can talk via the microphone. The microphone via you know some internet latency, some Wi Fi latency will eventually get to your radio and you will transmit. We tested this on the air, on 80 meters, it works. I was pretty taken aback by it because, one, I got it running really quickly in all the examples. The installation for this stuff is pretty straightforward. You download the app to your headset. You run the application. Then it will prompt you when it's time to go install a remote server on your computer, your, your host remote server. You run the application. There's usually a four-letter unique code that you install and that's it you know type it into the software and then that's it you can connect to that remote server you can have multiple remote servers that you connect into most of this software runs with windows you're kind of locked to windows for most of this stuff however i think i think it's either virtual desktop or big screen will do macintosh and i understand that vspatial and immersion are both also working to get mac os running For me, this is pretty unique. Not from a standpoint of what I normally do with ham radio, because, you know, everybody, I think you know, if I'm not in front of my shack operating my radio, you know, live, I like to still go live with it, I will go portable with a laptop. But the portable is with that portable radio in the field, right? However, if you're somebody who travels a lot, or maybe you got to work travel, you gotta go out of town and you can't really bring a lot of stuff with you. You just gotta grab and go. This might be a compelling option because you're just remoting into your home station.
3: Ooh.
0: Now what I don't know, what I haven't tested, and what I think will work completely fine, is all of you who use remote ham radio solutions, flex radio solutions, you will be able to use this to connect to those those services, I believe. Really? So you could hypothetically be laying in bed with the VR goggles on or relaxing in a hammock or on the couch and you can connect to Oh
1: yeah, everybody's partners are really going to love this idea. <laughs> you're going to be
0: able to connect to your your remote remote ham radio by the way, Lay, if you don't. Remote ham radio is renting access to right. really powerful, you know, transceivers. You'll be able to do this from wherever you want. It doesn't have to be locked in front of a computer. You don't have to do it from a laptop wearing headphones or whatever. You just do it from the headset and you're you're good. You're all set. It's it's very straightforward. Okay. The only thing that takes a little bit of doing, the visualization, the microphone, the speakers, very straightforward, very easy to set up. The only thing that takes a little bit of doing is when you want to type. Okay. Because if you if you can't touch type without needing to see the keyboard, Right, if you l- use the little home row nubbins for your your uh, index finger, <laughs> right. and if you can't home row type, it could be difficult for some people. There are keyboards spe- that that Logitech makes one keyboard that the Oculus Cle- Quest will actually visualize on the screen and show you as you're typing, as you're as you're doing what you're doing. It will show you live, so that that could be a learning. Um, curve for some folks, but I'm—I gotta say I'm—I'm I, I'm pretty surprised by it. it. It works pretty good, and I think that it's only going to get better in the future. I think that's kind of the—the the takeaway of this is that I mean,
1: it is the future. Yeah, I'm convinced. Yeah, I, having—I've I, used it every day. Mm-hmm. It is like taking a mini vacation. It can be because you are. Completely getting out of the environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. I read this really interesting article about a guy who he basically did a deep dive on all the possible mental, physical, yada, yada impacts, like how bad it is for your eyes or whatever. Oh, VR? Yeah. Because uh, he found that his favorite way to use his VR goggles was to uh, put himself in a spaceship looking upon Earth while he's working <laughs> so he further he lives alone but he so further he, isolates i himself. am not isolated <laughs> enough.
0: i need to be in the vacuum of space okay i
1: want to know what it feels like to be alone and just looking upon earth
0: <laughs> and and so this hurt his eyes because he was in space
1: no, he was worried about the amount of um, exposure his eyes were getting to like blue light because, you know, people say that blue light's like not good oh. for your eyes.
0: So the Oculus Quest and a bunch of other VR headsets actually have blue light compensation built into them now. Oh. I turned it on on ours. It's on.
1: Well, the recommendation was uh, one blue light's actually not supposed to be bad for your eyes is what an optometrist told him
0: it's not going to hurt your eyes is that it screws up your circadian rhythm
1: right so what you can do is you can turn down the blue Mm -hmm. and turn up the red
0: or you just let the headset adjust appropriately for the time of day they already do this amazing now looking forward into the future if anybody watched my live stream that i did with Jerry Ellsworth and the Tilt 5 augmented reality goggles. Are you familiar with augmented reality,
1: Leia? Where it superimposes on what you're already seeing.
0: Correct. But you don't take yourself out of the present space. Right. You can still see the world around you.
1: I'm convinced that that is actually the future because you're going to be able to wear these glasses mm-hmm. and then... Light. Then
0: you're literally Tony Stark because that's
1: yeah. <laughs> but for instance, if you're on a trail... You can put on the glasses and it'll tell you like, you know. The path. like route Yeah, the, the path. path, where mm-hmm. you are, or an attraction on the path that you need to.
0: Right. Yeah. So when I was talking to Jerry about the Tilt 5, immediately, you know, we we eventually, not immediately, eventually, after she explained what it we was. We
1: immediately, eventually. We
0: immediately, eventually.
1: That's- eventually, <laughs> immediately.
0: Got to ham radio, the ham radio discussion. So if you're sitting in front of your radio, augmented reality actually has some interesting applications because her system works off of a, of a mat. The mat is acknowledged by the headset and all the visualizations appear on the mat. Oh, it's designed to be a play space for like Dungeons and Dragons and other desktop games, like, uh, you know, board games. Sure. Right? But I was like, Hey Jerry, can we just put this on the wall? And she's like, absolutely. Actually, that's a really good idea. So you could tape, you know, tack this to the wall just above your ham shack. Okay. And now you can bring in visualizations of propagation for the band you're on. Huh. Your your clock to actually show you what time it is, your timer for 10 minutes to make sure you're using Because ham
1: radio is like a casino.
0: So you can almost use it as a second (laughs) monitor, but it goes further than just providing information. You now have actually controls for things that you may want to just remove from your physical space. Like maybe that mat that you put on the wall is the entire ham shack and you're remoting in again.
3: Interesting. So it visualizes
0: your radio in front of you. And you're physically control well, physically in the virtual sense, controlling your your radio, reaching yeah. out and turning the dials of the radio. That's technically possible. What that takes is somebody to actually go code that, make the graphics for it, visualize it, and do the remote software appropriately. Again, this is that's some future, future, future stuff because ham radio companies I give, I give ham radio companies all the credit that they that they truly deserve because it is hard work. This is really hard work. For are, a
1: very small market.
0: Exactly, exactly. Having someone that's also a 3D artist render a 3D version of your radio that you then put up on a wall uh, <laughs> is a little bit fanciful. Like, you I just, don't know that that's anytime soon. You
1: just pay for it with an NFT. I, I still... <laughs> I still have not
0: drawn the conclusion. You think that NFTs have this big virtual presence, and I just, I don't know what you're talking about. I still don't get it. So look forward to a video. I know I talked a lot, and I threw a lot of crazy terms at you and companies and applications and all that stuff. I'm going to make a video where I break this down because I have now literally tried like all most of the virtual space software specifically for amateur radio. And I have been able to make amateur radio work for all of them, including, which I think is what most people are interested in, which is a one-time application fee. Virtual desktop will do that. Virtual desktop you can download right now off of the Oculus Play Store. It's $19. That's it. You don't have to pay additional service fee to remote into your computer it will work. Now, what I haven't tested is whether that will work outside of your home. I don't think it will. I think it's for inside the home. I think you have to be home. Okay. On the, the same network as the as the computer. The Oculus starts out at $300. Ouch. No, it's... It's ouch. No, it's not because... Versus I, taking a laptop with you. Laptops are $1,000. I say ouch. Okay. <laughs> $300 is, to me, pretty cheap for something that does this. And you still get the entertainment value and all that stuff if you want to do this kind of stuff. Some people, again, Facebook is a problem for a lot of people. I understand. If you're not down with that, that's fine. The other thing is there are some people who don't know this, but um, VR can make some people really motion sick.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: So if you are that person, you're not going to know until you try it. So maybe find someone who has one and try it out before you dive in head first. Because you could find yourself being really sick, really uncomfortable.
1: But tell them the best part.
0: I don't know what the best part is. What do you mean?
1: You, you know, Maybe the Star you Trek me. experience.
0: Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> as I'm as Leia has become hooked on this thing <laughs> and wants to use it every day to, to play Beat Saber and, and tour um, Anne Frank's apartment.
1: It's an annex. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I've been, like, running around doing all this ham radio stuff with, it. and she's like, you know, if we got another one, you know, could we, could we, like, VR together? Could we be in the same space together? <laughs> and it just so happens I was screwing around with doing some virtual desktop thing, and I, I pulled up the the app store. There is a Star Trek bridge experience.
1: Yes. In which I will be Jean-Luc Picard.
0: You can collaborate.
1: And you you will be be a a
0: liker. You will literally be Jean-Luc Picard (laughs) in the virtual space? Yes. With your voice?
1: Earl Grey hot.
0: Nailed it. (laughs) That's, wow. That's going to be very immersive for me. I'm going to be really in the moment.
1: (laughs) Jean-Luc Picard is looking real attractive.
0: (laughs) Your voice, (laughs) Jean-Luc. Tell me more about the Earl Grey. (laughs) The problem, oh, well, the the interesting, there's this whole Star Trek simulation thing. And I'm wondering if there is a bridge experience for the Enterprise from the next generation.
1: We could find the bathroom. I want to know where that (laughs) bathroom is.
0: I'm going to find that bathroom and I'm going to find out what's inside of it in the virtual space. And I want to see if there's toilets. (laughs) <laughs> now here's the thing. It's like a really expensive game. It's like thirty dollars and the reviews are trash. They wow. say it's really bad. <laughs> like it is a really bad game. So I I don't know that I can pay thirty dollars just to go find out if the bridge on the Starship Enterprise has a bathroom. But maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Dear podcast listeners, you tell me what we should do, I guess. Should I should I take the plunge and, and pay for what is considered a horrible, soulless, heartless game? <laughs> like literally, that's what someone said. <laughs> no, this, is a, my God. this is a heartless experience with no soul or something like that was the title <laughs> of the review. And I'm like, wow, that's really that's horrible. That's really harsh. <laughs> anyway. So that's uh that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. Again, there will be a video because a lot of this isn't gonna make much more sense if I don't have a video. But also. It's hard, Leia. You've seen the videos that I've pulled out of the the Oculus. It's not the same as experiencing it.
1: Oh no, it looks terrible on on in two D. Like you you don't even it know does. what it feels it's, it's like. Cr- it's so crazy. It's it's so. The, uh, but it this is literally is,
0: like the matrix. You don't know what the matrix is. You must experience it. Like it is literally that kind of. Ridiculous.
3: But I mean,
1: just consider the fact I am someone who has jumped out of a plane. And I was not willing to go off the plank experience in VR because it was too scary.
0: Are you going to do that now that now that we have identified that you've jumped out of a plane? Are you going to like man up and just?
1: No, I knew that I had jumped out of a plane when I didn't go down. The
0: but plane. I'm never going to let that go now. Now that now that you helped me put two and two together, because I didn't know you when you jumped out of a plane. But every, now I'm like, this every is day
1: I have tried to walk that plank. <laughs> I get halfway down the plank and I'm like, nope, <laughs> back in the elevator. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go flying and put out some fires instead.
0: <laughs> but you do the flying. Yeah. And have you ever just let go of the accelerator and just fell? Yes. And that's okay. Okay.
1: It is because I have the option of not falling anymore if I wanted to. Oh, so this is
0: purely about control.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's just. This is more
0: of a, this is totally mental. Very scary. This is totally mental. I I jumped out of a plane that you weren't even really the, the, the pilot of the fall. It was a tandem jump.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a tandem jump, And the only reason I did that is because I was lulled into the sense of security that this dude can't be suicidal.
0: What if you were <laughs> lulled into the sense of security is you're already on the floor on our slab foundation home? There is no more security than that.
1: I say that to myself, but then I get the VR on. And I start inching down to the... I'm like, no, I'm okay. Ah, I'm all right. This is insane. It's not Z. nuts. This is, it's this okay. This is
0: crazy. Anyway, I am a uh, hotch on Oculus. So if you do find me out there, send me I really a actually wanted to a do friend.
1: like a VR meetup in the Facebook group. We could...
0: Do, everybody... Okay, apparently... <laughs> if you see
1: butter, maybe, it's Josh. <laughs> if you see
0: butter, it's me. Um, <laughs> maybe we just do the podcast... All in VR.
1: Oh, we should do that.
0: We could totally do that. Yeah. I'm trying to just get a second Oculus so that everyone will <laughs> stop touching my Oculus as I'm trying to do my serious, legitimate work of making <laughs> M Radio <laughs> videos.
1: We should do a practice recording where we, we actually have other people. Could you, could you record what was happening in the session?
0: I need to use the computer, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Who wants to be on the podcast virtually? It would have
0: to be a special thing. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be the normal thing. Because I wouldn't be able to touch the... I could touch the buttons, but I won't have the same level of control.
1: What if we just created a YouTube VR channel (laughs) where we did the podcast? Like once a month, we did a VR... Like in VR VR chat? A VR podcast. (laughs)
0: Could you imagine, like, it was in VR chat, people, like, all dressed as furries and white come in, and they're like, I was expecting YouTubers. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Josh. Who are you? What have you,
1: what have you Why done? Why are you butter? Why are you butter? That's pretty slick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, we will explore this future VR world. Now, hypothetically, hypothetically, in VR, I could have someone in the workspace and they could use my radio through the, the VR system.
1: So, so what we do is we create a VR room. You've got your ham shack. We're all in there. People are using your radios while we're while we're podcasting, <laughs>
0: and we're just gonna. There won't be a cacophony of noise at all. <laughs> Of just people talking, chit-chat. That won't be a thing at all.
1: Like Nate and Rob Nate and just singing? Jake and, and Fred are all in a corner colluding. But now they can visually bomb everything <laughs> instead of just email bomb.
0: That I mean, that's interesting. We're going to have to explore this a little bit more. Oh, I, I you can access a Discord voice chat with it. I'm thinking of doing the after chat this Friday, just where I'm wearing the headset and that's it. And live from <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> I'm thinking of it. I don't know if I can make it all work. Um, but yeah, that's a thing that may happen.
1: You could do the after chat where people meet you in a virtual reality room. You could create a you could create a dais a, like, dais? A,
0: a dais? a dais. A dais. A dais. What, okay, go. What is it? What is a day? Uh, dais to you?
1: It's where, like, in government buildings, all of the officials sit when they're hearing people come and spit. Isn't that a dais? That was a dais.
0: This is about you read the word <laughs> versus heard the word.
1: City council members also call it a dais. Okay,
0: so they also read the
1: word. <laughs> but also, the all school- you
0: Robert's rules of order <laughs> <all> the- readers. <laughs>
1: Also, the school board calls it a dais.
0: Bunch of nerds. <laughs> See?
1: But you could create a dais where it's just like a panel. Yeah, because you get a virtual whiteboards. Yeah. You could just do the things. All the things. It, oh, man. And then you would Twitch stream what you're seeing in VR?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
1: The future is now.
0: Yeah. You can do it. My computer can do it. I did the... I uh,
1: think you just let everybody into the room. People show up dressed as turkeys. Everybody's
0: butter. <laughs> Walking butter with little stick arms and legs. It's it's great time to be alive.
3: <laughs> okay. That's, right. it. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's it. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. Make sure you send it to Leah at hamtactical.com. If you haven't, drop us a review on the iTunes. Leave a little comment. We'll read it on the pod.
1: But, like, just the good reviews. Thanks.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Only five
1: stars.
0: (laughs) iTunes actually doesn't let you do anything other than five stars. So don't even try.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Kidding. Of course, I'm kidding.
1: No matter how tangential (laughs) this uh, podcast becomes or how.
0: how I don't even know how this is going to edit this podcast because you had like the longest laughing streak when we were talking about tornadoes and baby tornadoes and how you find daycare for baby tornadoes. (laughs) That was like the longest laugh stream ever. I just felt so bad.
1: <laughs> it's tough. For that single a single dad tornado. A single dad tornado. Why does the tornado have to be a dad? Aren't they
0: She disappeared.
1: <laughs> but aren't tornadoes usually like named after like females alternating? Isn't that hurricanes? Female males? Isn't that hurricanes? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Do you name tornadoes? No,
0: yeah, it, it's <laughs> oh shit, run!
1: <laughs> I don't want to laugh about tornadoes anymore. Drew story was really sad. yeah. Leia, why
0: do you laugh so hard about tornadoes? They're they're tragic. I this is horrible, Leia. Leia, but you're still laughing. That's <laughs> because <if> you don't. <laughs> It's really easy for me to make Leia crack up sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, I, I try not to use the tones, the voice tones. Some voice tones will make Leia just like lose it. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's that's my superpower.
3: Faux,
1: disappointment. Leia. Leia.
0: 73.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: 73.